Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. From our sponsors, all the staff here, massive number of people, seven of us in here. (laughs) It's great. This is the Tuesday, 27th of December, and with us is the former Celtic, Arsenal, West Ham United, West Brom, Wales legend, John Hartson. John, a very Merry Christmas to you. Same to you, Paul, and same to all the listeners as well. I hope everybody's had a great Christmas. Um, It's a very festive time, obviously, for myself. I have kids. Um, Christmas is all about the young ones, I feel. You know, I think my my eldest is 23. Not so much fuss about her these days, but... Still a big kid. Still the young ones. Absolutely, yeah. So it's it's all about giving and and Christmas Day, everything else. So very blessed, very blessed to have a beautiful family to share it with. John in the Santa suit here. We'll put it in the socials. He's not, but he's beaming. He's in great form. There's still nine points in it at the top. Rangers won, Celtic won the following day. We're going to be looking forward. Can you believe we're 20... Six hours away from it recommencing. Rangers in action tomorrow against Motherwell. Celtic at Easter Road at eight tomorrow night. Hibs against Celtic. And with us, a man who played for a short time at Hibs, the Falkirk captain, ex-St Mirren, down south as well. You play with so many clubs. It's great to see. Merry Christmas, Stephen McGinn. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Paul. Um, kids same, enjoy it? Yeah, same same with John. It's all about the kids. And uh, my, my wee girl, first Christmas, kinda, she's aware of what's going on. So hyper for two days. Uh, well-needed coffee today. And someone who has paid a lot of money to be in with us tonight is Paul, Paul Nicholas from the south side of Glasgow. Paul, you were at a John Hartson uh, charity lunch and you've paid a bundle of money for the charity to be in here. Merry Christmas, welcome to the show. Merry Christmas, Paul. Thanks for having me on. Great, and you're a big south side. Are you a Pollock, Pollock fan? Oh, or yeah. I'm just trying Paul, to think of the big Queen's Park. My, yeah. my, my first team, then I've got a couple of second teams. But oh. <laughs> He is in here in the uh, in the waste strip of your favourite, and I know a lot of people have been doing that to raise awareness of the homeless. And so you're in the Celtic away strip. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> Paul, welcome to the program. You can join us as well. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. We're here until seven tonight because look, tomorrow isn't it brilliant? We've got uh, Rangers against Motherwell, Hibs Celtic as I mentioned at eight. Everything else is seven forty five. Dundee United, Ross County, Kilmarnock against Aberdeen. Livingston against St Mirren and St Johnson against Hearts. What a hammer blow at the weekend for Craig Gordon, John. Such a magnificent goalkeeper. He's uh, 40 on Saturday, but he's been in hospital for a number of days in Dundee. Um, It was just accidental, that tackle, but he has gone off. He's been in hospital. It's a double leg break. Well, obviously, we first first thing I have to say, I want to wish him a speedy recovery. Obviously, he looked a horrific leg breaker, as a lot of leg breaks are. Um, and it, it's it's such a shame because Craig's been a wonderful goalkeeper. He's had injuries in the past. I remember when he came back up from Sunderland, he almost gave the game in, you know, because of his back. So he worked so hard to get back. Had a wonderful time at Celtic. Now gone back to his uh, where it all started for him, I think, well, where, he, where he was so good for a number of years um, was Hearts. Um and to see him now, he's got a long spell out. But, it, you know, like everybody else says, if anybody can can do it, he's got great mental strength. He's got really good character. So if anybody can come back and, and, and have a full recovery, it would be somebody like Craig. Stephen, he had a wonder save just moments before, before the accidental collision with Stephen Fletcher. What's a keeper? You've come up against him many times. What's the hallmark of him? Yeah, I echo John's... Uh 
thoughts on on Craig Gordon and also to Stephen Davis at Rangers. You know, it's yep. two 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 huge players in our league um, in our country, both at forty year old um, showing showing up. Those younger ones about how professional you need to be to get to that age and two really serious injuries. So as John said, I hope they can. I hope that's not the end for both of them. Um, if they do, I'm sure I'm sure it's with everyone's high regards. I mean, brilliant careers, but I, I really hope that at least one of them can can make a return because it's a really horrible way to go out. Yes, yeah, Stephen Davis was about to mention him. In fact, let's hear from Michael Beale speaking about he's the most decorated player in international football on these islands. It's a phenomenal record that he has. Um, but will we see him back? Michael Beale uh, talks about the situation just now, about how they feel about Stephen Davis. Yeah, it's a huge blow. I've been uh, devastated ever since it happened. Obviously, we wanted to. We fought straight away. It didn't look like a good one, but obviously we need to let the swelling go down, him to go and have a scan, and then obviously let Stephen process the results of that scan. So... I believe in early January we'll go and have it operated on and then we'll sit and talk. The The Christmas period's a good time for reflection, I think, with, for Stephen and his family. Us as a club, we have a plan for Stephen anyway. Moving forward, he's someone we always wanted to have in and around the club, both as a player and then helping him in his second career if he chose to go down that route. Only Stephen Davis will make the decision on his future. He's got to have the operation and he's got to see exactly... Uh, what the surgeon everybody says and what he feels around it and then he'll decide what he wants to do next. Knowing Stephen, I, I, I'd, I'd think that he'd probably want to continue to play because I think he can, still can play. Stephen McGinn, there's a plan there for him anyway. It could be he's on the coaching staff. Yeah, um, obviously you've just spoke about Steve Davis and I know how highly regarded he is in at Rangers and um, how much an influence he has on all the younger players. So if they can keep him in and around, I, I mean, I had that when younger uh, when I was younger. Done McCrucia and uh, Sean Dyche was the manager. Um, Ross Wilson, now at Rangers, was at Watford at the time, and they 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 kind of made a promise to me they'd keep me a part of it. And I used to go and watch games, and I did uh, the co-commentary and the for the home games and stuff like that. And just to, I mean, you do feel so, so after, after a wee while, you feel so distant from it, but any kind of effort or anything that they can do to keep you involved, uh, it made me still feel like I was some part of it. I was contributing somehow. John, when you're injured, it's a lonely place. Yeah, well, I had two back operations yep. at Celtic. I missed eight or nine months of football. And it's not so much physically, you know, it's it's the mental side of it. You know, it's the long days. It's It's been in the gym doing your rehab, coming back in the afternoons and... You know, just just being on your own, really. I know people will always say it's 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 a natural thing to say that, oh yeah, you know, we we'll there, we with you, we'll involve you. But ultimately, it's it's in your own brain. You've got to get your head right, um, and you've got to believe. You've got to have a strong mindset that you're going to get back and get back to your best. And you know, they're two great characters. They two, you know, Stephen Davis and and Craig Gordon. You know, you you ask anybody in Scotland in Scottish football. Name two yeah. outstanding characters, you know, with great mental strength. I've had, I've had a longevity in their careers, pretty much at the very, very top of the game. So these two have got the mindset to come back. And I, as I said earlier on, I never mentioned Stephen because I would put the question about yeah, Craig. Yeah, sure. and the, and then obviously um, uh, Stephen McGinn, mentioned Stephen McGinn yep. mentioned it there. So of course, from my own personal point yep. of view, mm. you know, I hope they come back and. Uh, they make full recoveries. Uh, if anybody's going to do it, they can because you know they, they've been very good players over the years. 
He's got some attitude, hasn't he, Stephen Davis? Always wants to play and he always looks... The energy he has at 39 years old, 40, yeah. phenomenal. Well, he changed his game, hasn't he? He's not one of these marauding midfield that does any more that goes forward and gets you yeah. goals. Like we saw him in his early days at, at, at Southampton and even at Rangers, he used to get more goals, of course, the first time around. But that's what good players do. They, you know, they, they have a... They have a um, they have a conversation with their manager and the manager says, look, how can you affect the game? How can you now affect the game? And he, he's probably more in, more of a defensive role. Um, leadership qualities, brilliant to be around the club with his experience. And uh, he's done it for, for many clubs and he's also done it for his country as well. So top players, both of them. And as I said, I wish them both well. Great. Thank you, John. Thank you, Stephen. Good wishes to Stephen Davis. And also to Craig Gordon, he's had to spend Christmas uh, in hospital operations uh, and the rest. So we wish them both all the very best. Some of the headlines today then on this Boxing Day Plus One. Um, it's the 27th. Ange Postacoglu will sign Tomoki Iwata for the second time. Because remember, uh, he had him at Yokohama F Marinos. He was starring there. He's the J-League Player of the Year this year. He can play centre-back, right-back. But most importantly, he's employed normally as a central defender. Four caps for Japan. John, Celtic strengthening early yet again. Yeah, well, he had him before. So the, the, there's nothing better for a manager who actually knows the player. When the manager goes in and sees, you know, the hierarchy that asks for money, asks to buy a certain player, they have to trust him. And the recruitment at Celtic has been outstanding, you know, since Ange has come in. He's a player that he knows well, what, 26 years of age, good age for a, d a defensive midfield player. Um, I don't want to say right back because that'll be four right backs. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe three. How many right back? Yeah. But, you know, um, what's it called? Can yeah. play right back as well. Johnson, the, the Canadian course. lad, he can also play right back and he can play centre-half as well. And so, what about Rio Hatati at the weekend? Uh, unbelievable. Phenomenal. What, what a performance that was. Yeah. You know, he reminded me of a Celtic great that was Jackie McNamara. Oh, wow, well, of course, Jackie yeah. could mm. play everywhere and, and still mm. be, you know, not look out of place, really. Jackie, he could play right back, centre-half. The only position I never saw Jackie play, and I roomed with Jackie, yeah. was, was centre-forward. But he played <laughs> yeah. wide, he played holding, he went yeah. forward along the back four. He was somebody that Martin could really, really trust um, to go in and not let anybody down and Hattati's done that at the weekend I'm going to ask you all for your team of 2022 so we've got pen and paper there for you um, your team of this year we'll do, we'll do it we'll talk about who your keepers would be uh, all the way through so it's not a definitive thing but what do you think we'll give you some pen and paper I'm sure we can stretch to that here in the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors right so Celtic fans how are you feeling about the weekend uh, we're just we're six days away from Rangers against Celtic. And remember, we're going to be on here live from 12 o'clock until 3 or whenever in the company of two legends, John Hartson and Barry Ferguson. Doesn't get much better than that, Paul, does it, with those two? So yeah, have the telly on as well, Andy Walker and co and Ali, but we're going to have Big John and Barry Ferguson. Barry, do some damage to you over the years? Or what, what do you want to say about Big John, Paul, who's joined us, having paid... Um, in fact, we'll hold it just now because we're going to hear a wee bit from Ange Postacoglu. Uh, you've paid to come in for the charity, which is fantastic, Paul. So far, so good? You okay? Yeah, yeah. fantastic, yeah. Well, looking after you here on the Go Radio. Yes. You're enjoying the Coffee's studios? Yeah. Yep, it's warm, it's nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, what a day. I don't think it got light today, Stephen, did it? The kids must have thought yours are very young. What's no, happened? No, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a great day out there today, and it's. I think it was especially dark. Um, yep. 
a Drake, I mean, that, I think that's the way the country's feeling at the minute, just after Christmas, uh, with the weather. Yep, not feeling Drake, though, if you are Ben Doak. What about that? His such a young age playing yesterday for Liverpool. Yeah, uh, unfortunately against my brother's team. Yep, he looked really, really impressive when he came on. Um, brilliant dummy. I mean, I, I think it just shows you at his age, his confidence to even go in and try that. I mean, usually you tell young players, get your first pass in, He's going and playing for one of the best teams in the world, one of the best managers, and he went, there's a dummy. Yeah. Off, off I go. So, yeah, delighted for him and brilliant for, for uh, the national team. Um, John, he's one to look for. It doesn't happen too often. Oh, Billy Gilmer opted to go to Chelsea. Ben Doak left Celtic for Liverpool. How good do you think he's going to be? Well, you can never tell <clears throat> when they're so young. You've, you've got an idea. Of course, I came through with Ferdinand Lampard and Joe Cole <laughs> wow. at West Ham. You had a fair idea when <laughs> Harry bring them over to join in with the first team. Um, you had a fair idea when, when I'm looking at one or two other players, like, you know, um, just over the years. But again, mentioned Jackie. It's one of the Jackies. He's in Jackie's agency group. Um and they moved him on from, from Celtic to Liverpool. Obviously, the Celtic fans wouldn't have been uh, too happy about that, losing one of their younger, you know, potential superstars. But, you know, these things sometimes happen. Um, but even some of the things when he came on towards the end at Celtic, he was just, you could tell. Um, he's, like a, he's, he's like a young Rooney, isn't he? You know, his stamp, he's strong, he's powerful, he's... And he doesn't look overawed, you know. He just doesn't look overawed when in any company, really. And uh, nah, great to see him in a Liverpool shirt, actually, because you know they're my two clubs, Liverpool, Celtic. Of course. And your other one is Swansea there in action tonight. But before that, Paul, Celtic fan, you are a Celtic fan, aren't you? Yeah, I'm yeah, indeed, you yes. yes. Uh, what did you make of Ben Doak? Are you be disappointed to lose him? Of course, very mm. disappointed. He's a great young talent, so um, we're disappointed he's gone. But I think he'll, he'll carve out a great career in, in football. Um, and it's uh, you're talking about the, the youth football coming through there, and um, you wonder where it goes wrong for our national team sometimes. There's so many good players, and 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 as John said, it's hard to tell. But you, you see a lot of good players at grassroots football, and. We, we seem to compete very well at that level um, and then all of a sudden we, we don't get to those dizzy heights and, and World Cups or Championships and it's, it's kind of sad. So there must be a cultural thing, maybe it's the dark nights and the, 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 the food we eat or I don't know, but um, it's interesting to understand how we don't compete always at that level and, and we've got so many great young players that come through but don't always make it to the, the elite level but, but, but show a lot of promise. And you were at a tournament down south recently was, with your yeah. own yeah, lad. How old yeah. is he? He's only, he's only nine um, and they played um, Coventry, Sheffield United and, and a few other um, championship clubs. Um, they, they, they competed very well, um, won all the games, um, but then you, you kind of think, well, where do these boys go? Why aren't, why is your national team not as good and why aren't they kind of getting to, to, to that level? Um, but yeah, it was great. It was a good, good tournament and um you know, it's just it's how you 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 take these boys on. But then mm. there's there's some great great talent coming through as we've just talked about there. So yeah. sure. What's his name? Um, my wee boy's called Alex. Yeah, and Alex. It's the the W Academy. So it's a shout out to the, the Wilkie brothers as well. So they've got a really good set up there and um, some some really good young talent coming through there. Um, so yeah, yeah. John, we need the young boys and girls coming through for our international team. I'll ask Stephen in a moment, but uh, we need a pipeline of great players. I wonder why. As Paul says, there are not so many of them improve in the way that we would expect when they get into their teens. Is it the I, bevy and the... Well, listen, you, you, you've got to have a desire. Diet. You've got to have a desire, haven't you? You know, you, you've got to stay away from street corners. You've mm -hmm. got to stay away from the pitfalls. You've got to go and train. You've got to be committed to all these things. Unlike everything else, you need a little bit of luck. 
you hear about a lot, young, lot of young players, they have, they have really bad injuries and it sets them back and they get a bit disillusioned with the game and everything else. But I also think, Paul, it's it's a bit of a generation thing. Um, you look at Wales now, Wales might have a bit of a barren spell when Bale, Ramsey, Allen, you know, that golden generation. Special. Yeah. Over the years, we 64 waited to get to a World Cup. You know, we might have now another 12, 15 years because they will retire, I would imagine. And then you're hoping that the younger ones then can can obviously step up. You, you know, your yeah. Brennan Johnsons, yeah. your Kiefer Moores, your Dan Jameses, these type of guys. And it's like with Scotland. Scotland have have got to many World Cups, and they've missed out in in the last. But it'll come again. Mm. And Wales have had a good six years. They've been to three major tournaments. I but I just think even Ireland at the minute with Stephen Kenny, they're not producing no. them. Look at the look before Steve Staunton, Roy Keane. Jason McAteer, Robbie Keane, sure. all these guys came through around about the same era. And I just think sometimes it's, uh, you know, they, they come right. through at, at this moment in time, you know, the, the, the Irish and the Scottish. But Scotland, by the way, they've done really well in the oh. Nations League. They tell me they, they'll, they'll go into a playoff. So they got a great chance of getting to the Euros. Absolutely, led by Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney, and your brother, John McGinn. What do you think, Stephen? You're close to it about the pipeline of young players coming through. At the moment, we've got, we've got a lot of great young players yeah I think uh, I think it is changing I think I think we are we're getting these young players into the Premiership clubs right away as I said uh, with Ben Doak but, but throughout throughout the Premiership the, the Scottish players we're, we're getting getting that back it's something that we always we always used to have but I think that Pep Guardiola made an interesting uh, comment he took over at Man City and he was talking about historically they've not done well in the Champions League and it's almost, almost like a mental block I feel as if that's kind of crept in with the national team. It's almost as if we're just we're used to just not making it. And I think that was that's what's so important about getting back to these tournaments. And I think even as John says, what Bale uh, and Ramsey and all these guys, Joe Allen, what they've done is they've left a legacy of success. They've got something for these these next generations of Brennan Johnsons to say, well, they did it. They were born in the same country. They came through the same bit as me. We can do that. And I think that's what we've not had at Scotland. We've not. I think we all get through a group stage when we've actually got to tournaments. It's just when we should have got through, we yeah, didn't. We didn't, and and yeah. and it's historically we've just always fell short. I th we think we just need to make that next step and and uh, lead on. I'm going to ask you all, what's your highlight of 2022 as well as the team? And Stephen McGinn, I reckon the fact that we didn't beat Ukraine, we should have beaten Ukraine. We should have had the chance to play Wales and the chance to get to the World Cup finals. I mean, and. Ukraine battered us the night they beat us so it wasn't mm -hmm. like they didn't sure. they did they battered us and um, we were playing a team that had um, spent three, two months in a training camp to, to prepare for that was their cup final that was their first game to show the world that we were united it was an unfortunate team to be playing against at that time but it, yeah I think I think the one thing I mean John Hadley watched the World Cup he was sick was he? Yeah, uh, he was, well yeah sure. he didn't enjoy it it was, uh, it was a sore one I think he, he wanted at least to get the chance to go down to that Wales, that Battle of Britain, to see who gets to the World Cup. So, but Ukraine outplayed them on the night, and uh, they were well beaten. I wonder if he's enjoying. You, you, yeah, John. Well, the Ukraine yeah. actually outplayed Wales. Yeah. Um, they, mm -hmm. they, they, they were so, so unlucky. We we created hardly anything, and that's that little bit of luck that I'm yeah. talking about. Mm -hmm. You always need a bit of luck, not just in football, but in life. You need that little bit of a good turn somewhere. And I remember Wayne Hennessy, the the Wales goalkeeper. It was a record. For all the qualifiers, he made eight saves in the game, and it was a record. No other keeper had made as many saves in the, in in the pre in the in the qualifiers. And then Gareth Bale hits a shot. Yarmolenko puts his head on it, 
and a deflection and Wales end up winning, holding on for dear life. They won one nil. Um, so that's just a little bit of luck that, that sometimes you need, you know. Sliding doors, John, I suspect yeah. your highlight of the year. In fact, let's not talk about it just now, but for you, I would imagine it may be something in the Middle East, the fact that you got there to the World Cup finals. John Hartson, and Stephen McGinn is with me, Paul Cooney here on the Go Radio Football Show, and Paul Nicholas has joined us, having paid a bundle of money uh, at a charity event for being here. Nicholas, Celtic fan, Glasgow, are you related to Sir Charles himself, Charlie Nicholas? Yes, I am indeed, yeah. yes. So Charles is my yeah, second no, cousin, so it's my dad's cousin, yeah. So Charlie, Charlie's my dad's cousin, so yeah, my... I think Brilliant. that's your second cousin or second cousin. Oh, yeah. You could tell Somewhere. the money. You could tell, couldn't you? Champagne Charlie, <laughs> the cannonball kid. What a player he was. Stephen, just ahead of your time, John, as a young man. And of course, you went to Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Nicholas. The... Well, they tell me, they, they a lot of... I speak to a lot of Celtic fans and... and, and Talent-wise, Charlie is 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 very well thought in terms of mm. his performances and his talent. What he did did very well at Aberdeen as well. Did very well. Went down to Arsenal, scored the winning goal. I think he might have scored both in the double year. Mm. Um, so he was great down there, obviously, and uh, he was a great striker. You know, he was a great striker. I think we've all had issues in the media and things like this and whatever else. Not really going to go into that, but um, as a player, yeah. I, I thought Charlie was uh, was fantastic. At the time, people thought, "Will he go to Man United?" They wanted him. Liverpool wanted him, and he went to Arsenal. I wonder, did he make the wrong choice? I mean, what a career he had! It was phenomenal. You wonder what would have happened if he'd gone to Man United, or if he'd gone to Liverpool. I'm not sure Man United win anything at the time. Um, yep. Man United went 25 years without, they did without, without winning the title. The title. You're right. Yeah. So you look at Arsenal. Look at the team he played with. You know, the likes of Merson and he played with the likes of Niall Quinn and yeah. he played with all these great players. Um, Liam Brady, all these, you know, top players. Wow. So, yeah. you know, um, Charlie scored as well. He scored a big goal in the cup final. So, um, you know, Liverpool, again, probably it, Arsenal probably yeah. offered him more money. Paul. Of course. And it's the massive, it's, it was the biggest club in the country at the time, mm. wasn't it? I mean, Arsenal is the, the original the, the institution in England. That was the biggest club, wasn't it? At that time, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, London club-wise, uh, I think recent years you've got Chelsea who, oh, sure. who have won the Champions League and obviously they had Abramovich's money and everything else. And uh, Arsenal, again, are, are coming back. You look at it now in the last three or four years, nearly sacked Arteta 15 yeah. months ago. A big win yesterday for you, John, for uh, Arsenal. When they went yeah. 1-0 down and the crowd got behind them, yeah. I think, and, and Arteta said today that that was the positive in the dressing room mm. half time the crowd is still with them so they still believed in them and then they came out in the second half and they were right. magnificent goal down against your old club uh, West Ham but they came back can the Gunners do it? the Gunners are the Gunners? I'm not sure over 38 games no, um, yeah. I, I'm just, I just think that um, Man City will just have a bit too much um, mm. listen I, I'd love I'd love Arsenal to go on and, 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 and win the league but they'll have to go some consistently. But um, you know, they they seem to have something going there. They have the good, they have good spirit. Everybody's together, um, and a great character in the team. You know, so and a really good manager as well. I think they all playing for Arteta. That's really important when you when you when you play in for your manager. So they've got a chance. But I, I just think that Man City will just will just pep them over thirty eight games. See what you started. We mentioned the name Nicholas and we go down a windy road about Highbury and uh, as it was in those days. But Charlie Nicholas, you will have, you've, you've seen him uh, on video and the old clips of him, Stephen McGinn, Charlie Nicholas. Yeah, seen, seen old video. It's, it's funny, uh, I think my granddad was Celtic at the time when he uh, went to Arsenal. He and was, I, me yeah. I remember mm -hmm. 
I used, to, I used to ask him all the old questions. I can't for the life of me remember exactly what he told me, but uh, I think he said something about that, about going to, I think he wanted them to go to Man United. If you were going to go to England, right. go to Man United. I, th- I can't remember if it was Man United or Liverpool at yeah. the time, but uh, I just re- I just remembered that story briefly. I think, I think I he think, scored I think, 50 goals. I think the bright lights of London. Exactly. <laughs> Frank McAvaney. It's, it's not worked out too bad for him. Right. Yeah. I, think he smoke, either. I think he scored 50 goals in all competitions in his last season. Would that be right, Paul? He did, he did yeah. yeah. I think Larson was the, the one to pip into the post after that. And then I think it was Mr. Boyd um, over a few teams. But I think if Celtic Chris wise. Boyd, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So I think 50 goals in the, the Premier League. It was Larson was the next man to. To, to do that, um, so if you're you're competing at that level, you know it's um, it, it's always you know you, you, names like Larson are involved. It's it's, it's quite a special thing. Mm. So yeah. The greats at those days at Celtic and Rangers would the, the relationship we had with him. I phoned him. He was in Canada, I think, with Scotland. Put a call in. An hour later, a call came in, and they said it was Charlie Nicholas for you. And I thought it was somebody pretending, and it was. Um, he's, and it was Charlie. He told me it was Arsenal. He was going to. It wasn't an exclusive, but he phoned me that hour. Phenomenal, huge story. Um, yeah, highs and lows of 2022. Hopefully more highs than lows with John Hartson and Stephen McGinn. And also, tomorrow evening, we've got a full card. We're really looking forward to it. We had a little bit from Michael Beale speaking about Stephen Davis. And we're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! John Hartson is in the house along with Stephen McGinn. Stephen's got a huge game. And next week, that's your next one, you'll be back at training because it's the, I was going to say top of the table, but it's both of you, Dunfermline and your own Falkirk, looking for that promotion. You play on Monday. Yeah, Monday, yeah. A lot of, I think, Hearts and Hibs play Monday as well. Yeah. Sometimes we have to just uh, separate them so we can watch them all. But uh, yeah, look, it's a massive game for us. We, we, we are seven points behind, so... Um, we can't we can't let them get any further away. We need to go there and try and beat them. What times kick off? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Well, by then, John, we'll have just finished Rangers against Celtic on Monday. But the manager, Ange Postacogo, says, "I don't want to talk about that game just now. There's Hibs tomorrow night. Huge game. We'll hear from him in a moment or two. Yeah, he's looking forward to the match with Hibs. Tough challenge, um, especially you know, especially at their ground. I remember last year. I think it was." In January time, we, we drew a game there and it was a tough game for us. Um, it's a great stadium, they get a good crowd, it feels like a big game and it'll be a good challenge for us. And you know, Lee, you know, Lee's really determined to, to get them playing a certain way and it's not easy, I know, when you don't have the players who want to play that style, but I think with a couple more transfer windows, you can see what he's what he's trying to do and they've got some real attacking threats, particularly with Kevin Nisbet coming back now as well. Um, so um, it'll be, a, it'll be a, a good challenge for us, but um, as I said, you know, we're on a good run of form. We're, we're really sort of focused on, on, on ourselves at the moment and being the best team we can be, and that's what we're going to have to deliver on Thursday. John, good win for Celtic. 4-1 against St. Johnson. Could have been more. What did you think of Celtic's performance? And a few changes, some of them in force. few changes. Yeah. I think at the start of the game, everybody was um, thinking, Where's, what's the team going to be? Yeah. You know, because he left a couple mm-hmm. of players out. Um Kyogo started again, obviously. Um, but he's been banging in the goals, hasn't he, Kyogo? So I'm not surprised. I always think as a striker, you score, you should stay in the team. Hitati was a surprise to go right back, but this performance shouldn't have really been surprised because he's a really good footballer, Paul, and I think he's intelligent. And when when you've got players who are intelligent, they, they can slip in 
in any position and, and they'll do a great job. Not only did he do a good job, he never logged out the place. He got he got a couple of goals as well, didn't he? He got a brace. First goal came across him and he struck it. Brilliant goal. Um so yeah, he, he was he was marauding forward like Juranovic and, and Ralston, your your regular right backs do. So for me it was a it was a magnificent performance from Hitati. Normally you put him in the centre of midfield, you know, alongside McGregor and um and one other, mm-hmm. probably O'Reilly. Uh but he just goes to show that that Ange has got quality players that can do a job for him if he needs them to. So from a manager's point of view, it's perfect. Stephen, would you have expected Maeda and Forrest to start if you were been choosing the team the night before? No, I, I very rarely get my guess right with who plays in the wings for Celtic. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's he it could be anyone. I mean, it could be Axabanovic, Jota, Maeda, Forrest. Yeah. The list goes on. So just picking up what John's saying about Hatati, I think the I think the way Celtic play allows someone like Hatati to to come they come in the park. Um, he likes his fullbacks to come in, play, kind of into midfield and let the winger be one on one. So I think it allows the way the way they play. I think it allows Hatati to play that kind of um, quite well. But the, the biggest test would obviously be uh, if he did at Ibrox. Um, I think they're hoping to have a couple of right backs available by then. But um, the only thing I'd be worried about is defensively. Could he could he play right back? Let's ask here what Ange said when he was asked about Juranovic. He's back from the World Cup. They came third, as you know, with Croatia. Uh, what's the situation? No, unluckily. I mean, he, he'll get back, but I mean, because he had a minor injury as well, he probably hasn't done too much. And uh, we'll assess him when he gets in, but I, I think it's unlikely. So that's about tomorrow against Hebs. Paul, Celtic fan, what do you think about Juranovic? Would you throw him in on Monday? Uh, yeah, personally, I would. You know, I think he's 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 had a good bit of game time in the World Cup, um, and I think he'll be he'll be fit and ready for it. Um, but I think Celtic have a strong team. But I'm just disappointed that that Turnbull's missing tomorrow. I thought that was a, a bit of a, a poor decision on the VAR. Um, but you know, still got a very strong midfield. Um, so uh, yeah, I think they've got a strong team uh, in the next couple of games. So yeah, two good points there. What did you think about Juranovic? So watching the World Cup because you know obviously we were yeah. so disappointed not to be there, but it was great to watch Australia with some Scottish based players. And yeah. what did you feel about Juranovic? Yeah, you know Juranovic and Barisic both getting you know game time in the World Cup's phenomenal. Um, and we talked about this just just earlier. It's kind of when you look at the, the population size of Croatia. You know they're getting to a third spot in the World Cup. Scotland are actually. We're a bigger country and we're not even getting getting there. So it's, it goes back to that point again. But some really good players obviously playing the Premier League that are, that are making the World Cup. Both played um, very well. And uh, I think Croatia were just... I just don't think they defy a power going forward when you you know, you know look at France and you look at you know Argentina. They, they just didn't quite... Um, but, but, you know, both players were, were excellent from a Scottish point of view. So it was good to see them. Yeah. And your other point, I want to ask John Hartson then. What did you think about the ordering off right at the end uh, of uh, David Turnbull? Again, um, like Paul, I thought it was a little bit harsh. Um, it's, it's too easy to say he's not that type of player. Um, but he's I, not. <laughs> I just think he's not that type of player. But um, you know, his, his foot is high. He's given the ref and the VAR decision to make. Um, I, I just think, look, I think he could have got a yellow card. But obviously, they, they felt it was, um, you know, it was it was violent contact. It was violent contact. That's that's obviously the the decision they've come up with, um, and I think he'd be kicking himself, David Turnbull, because he doesn't play every week and he gets the opportunity. He may well have come into the team um, tomorrow night against Hibs. Now he has to miss out, 
But uh, it's, it's a little bit silly from his point of view to actually give the referee a decision to make. Mm. I didn't quite think he was that that bad a challenge, but uh, his foot mm. is high. And then, as I said, VAR then get an opportunity to, you know, to either send him off or not. And they decided to give him a, a red card. Pre-VAR, it would have been a yellow card, Stephen McGinn, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I don't think, I mean, I think Ange, Ange complained about the time it took. Yeah. I think they went and looked at the monitor after the goalkeeper. Uh, the first, as soon as I seen it, the first thing I thought of was uh, Manny's challenge on Ederson all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just think uh, yeah. when you're out of control like that, I mean, when it comes to the heads, the heads are so so uh, delicate, you know, I, I think it should be a red card across the board. I think Joe Hart maybe had kicked in the head early in the season. Mm-hmm. I think Stephen Fletcher caught him in the head. I just think it's... Health reasons across the board, I think it should be an order and off if you're out of control. He'll be disappointed in himself, Stephen, won't he? Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely what you said, a bit frustrated. I mean, he's uh, he's waiting his turn. He's coming on, he's doing his bit, he's working hard for the team. He was a regular under Ange. His first, Ange's first team was a regular, got injury, he's fell out the team. And with the midfield playing so well, he's just waiting for his chance and, yeah, really frustrated. As just a, a punter as well, Paul, I, I, I thought it looked harsh, but it's interesting hearing from the pros. It was dangerous play, albeit he didn't mean it at all. And normally it would have passed. I found it strange it took so long before they came on to look at the keeper, see how he was. They waited to see what was happening about VAR. Shouldn't the first concern be the goalkeeper? Always, always. I don't. I, so what are they playing at? I don't agree with the rule that the referee needs to wave the physio on. I think if the physio and the doctors, if, Absolutely. if they think yeah. that there's any sort of issue, they should just be allowed to. I mean, it's football's really important, but never to... Uh, the risk of anyone's health. We're trying to pack in so much here in the two hours with John Hartson and Stephen McGinn and Paul is with us from the south side because at the weekend, and it was the weekend, wasn't it? Just pre-Christmas, uh, Rangers winning Friday night up at Ross County, John Lindstrom getting the goal and then on Saturday, Motherwell and Kilmarnock 2-2, a Celtic 4-1 as we mentioned against St Johnson, St Mirren, your old club, uh, uh, Stephen, uh, 3-1 against Aberdeen we'll talk Aberdeen in a moment or two Dundee United and Hearts we spoke about the injury to Craig Gordon 2-2 at the end and Hebs 4 Livingston 0 and John you watched Livingston the other day not that game but you know Hebs that's the kind of result that they needed didn't they they were on a win. bad result a huge bad win, win for Hebs and needed it as well because they'd lost a previous four Ross County and Kilmarnock in that four that they got beat um, so they needed a big win uh, I'm not saying Lee Johnson was under pressure, but listen, when you're a manager, you lose games yeah. and, and you, you do become under pressure. Um, so it was a massive win, a surprising win, probably the, probably the result of the weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the shock because uh, Livingston don't ship in four, you know, very often. You know, defensively, they're only quite tight. Um, so it was a massive win and obviously going into tomorrow's game, that'll give them a little bit of a belief and a bit more momentum when they take on Celtic. But the early red card for Livy changed the game. I thought that one was harsh. Yep. Uh, Jason Holt quite clearly gets the ball. I don't think there's anywhere near enough uh, force for it to be red card. He's not out of control. It's not overly high. I thought it was a really harsh. And as you say, it totally changes the game. Um, I actually quite fancied Livingston getting into that game. I uh, thought they were in a good position in the league and did not expect it before now. But I think it was really harsh. I think Jason Holt, um, yellow card if anything. Yep, I, I think I would agree on that. Paul, as a football fan, what about Kevin Nisbet? Back scored the other night, scored again at the weekend. Would you sign him for oh, Celtic yeah, or Rangers? For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a, he's a great talent, and um, you know there has been you know there's been talk of him potentially going. 
either side though for him but I think he's a fantastic young talent and I don't think it'll be long before he, he does maybe get snapped up by uh, a bigger club but you know where he can maybe um, you know because he's a, he's a definite he's a, he's, a, he's a threat in front of goal so um, yeah no, great player and Chikamakis or Kyogo Kyogo 14 goals now really back on form his runs are always amazing it came off for him at the weekend who would you start against Rangers? You know, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question because if you look at the game at Celtic Park, the last game when when Kyogo took the L injury, we we all mm-hmm. thought, you know, being a Celtic fan, I was at the game, thought we're doomed here because, but for the physicality against Rangers in that type of game, I mean, obviously Big John's played in it, he, he knows what it's about. Um, it, it's not really sometimes the most technical of games. There's a lot of physicality there, and for me, Yakimakis can can throw his weight about. He's um he's he's that big kind of lumbering centre forward that that you look for, and um maybe you. you I, Personally, I I would go with Yakimakis because he's got he's got that presence. Um, Kyogo, yeah, great, great runs, but I think on in that kind of stage, in that type of game, um, he might be the, the man for Celtic. Good um, question from you. Are you putting that question to John Hartson, John? No, no well, uh, <laughs> listen, I think Paul makes a great point, but I I think when you're when you're a centre forward, um, you can bring Yakimakis off the bench. Uh, Kyogo won't be happy. He's got what has he got? Three goals in his last three games. He's been questioned. Yeah, Fourteen in total. Yeah, the supporters have been saying, "Wow, well, why isn't Jakimakis starting?" You know, and he had a little bit of a run, maybe two or three games. Um, uh, Kyogo, where he hadn't scored, but he's banging in the goals again. And, and I think you play your form players. He's a brilliant option to bring off the bench, Jakimakis. He won't be happy, by the way, being on the bench, and. I really hope that Salah can find a way to keep both uh, to keep uh, Jakimakis certainly um, but like everything else he wants to play regular he feels as if he's proved his worth in the in the games that he has played his his record per games in terms of his scoring rate is is magnificent um, but the, the contract situation is not helping anybody um, I would love them both to stay and, and do you think they will? do you think Gigi will stay? Well, someone's going to have to give, aren't they? Yeah. You know, the club are going to have to pay him more money or, or or the player um, is going to have to settle for that contract. If he wants more money, if he believes, then his agent and him, look, he might look at other offers. I don't know. But I would love, I would love to see both strikers. It's, a lot, it's, it's the first time in, the, in, in a while that Celtic have had two really good centre-forwards that you can trust to go in and score goals for them. You know, totally different players as well. You know that Giacomacchus is more of a the physical type and he'll get the end of crosses, whereas Kyogo will run in behind and make clever, clever little runs. Um, two top players, but I disagree with Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kyogo will start and I think Giacomacchus might, might well feature. Stephen, as a defender, who would you rather play against? Um, I think I, I would rather play against uh, Kyogo. Um, I think I mean you make your runs but you're, when you're playing Celtic or, or Rangers um, especially this Celtic team you're so aware of, of the runs you're on Jackie Marcus gives them that different option he crosses he can also score all different types of goals and I think Celtic's three wins under Ange Jackie Marcus has played in the mall um, and I think that's the one thing Kyogo's still to do as a Celtic player is have a real big Rangers performance I think the great Celtic strikers in my lifetime guys like John Hartson mm-hmm. That's when they turned up. That's what set them apart from being good Celtic strikers to great Celtic strikers. And I think that's what Kyogo needs to get into that game at Ibrooks. I think he needs a big Rangers performance. Is there a question or is it too obvious? Apart from John Hartson, who is your favourite Celtic striker? Uh, 
Well, apart from Henrik Larson. Yeah, okay. <laughs> apart from John Harrison and Henrik Larson. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think I think it's Chris Sutton. Yeah. I think uh, Martin O'Neill spoke about him recently. He's been uh, a special player. I think John mentioned the versatility of Jackie McNamara. To think that he won the Celtic's great strikers of the last twenty years. Also played at centre half in the cup final. You know I mean, I think it shows the quality the guy had. Paul. Well, I think obviously apart from Hartson and Larson, yeah. um, I've got to see Miravchik. Um, and actually, he was at the game the other night, the number seven lounge, and he came up, and we're, we're all talking about him at the table about his technical ability. The guy mm. was, you know, I remember being at a game and he actually trapped the, the ball with his bum at the, the <laughs> corner flag. It was incredible, and, and a lot of people, and you know, not name any pundits, but they had it in from at the time. You know, they're saying, you know, what do Celtic fans want? We're a thirty-two-year-old, thirty-three-year-old guy. Mm. He's finished. He's um, and for me, that guy was... I've never seen a player like that in my lifetime from a technical perspective. I think he's he's an all-time Celtic legend, actually. And, uh, yeah, maybe not an out-and-out goal scorer, but he certainly scored some good goals. And he also... His technical ability in a football pitch was was unbelievable. Actually, it was John Hartson's face has lit up. Well, I should trap the ball in my bum as well. I didn't always mean I didn't always mean to do it, but um, no, he was um, he was special, Lubo. Everybody loved him. Um, the one thing that he could do, he could whip in in swingers mm-hmm. on either side if Celtic got a corner, and he didn't know what what foot his favourite foot was in terms of left or right footed. He was brilliant on both sides technically. Um, his touch, his vision, he could mm. pop people in um, and he could also score. He, he was just a magician, really, with the ball and um, Martin O'Neill loved him. He couldn't play every single game uh, because of his age and everything else, but when he did play, he brought so much joy. The Celtic fans absolutely loved him. They loved his trickery. He was, he was like a maverick. He could do things that other players couldn't do. Um, and going back to Chris Sutton, people tend to forget that Chris won the Golden Boot in the Premier League. He was a Premier League winner. Him and Shearer were frightening together. Alan Shearer, one of the best ever players, centre-forwards that's ever been in terms of Premier League leading yep. goals, scored 260 goals. Yep. Um, so them two linked up. So when Martin... At Blackburn together, weren't they? At Blackburn yep. won the title. Uh, Jack Walker, wasn't it? And Kenny Dalglish was manager. Um, so what... When you bring in someone like Chris Sutton, you're guaranteed success because you know what you're getting. You know, you've got somebody who scores goals. You you put him in with a Henrik Larsson. He's a great focal point, very, very unselfish. And to add to that, he could play midfield and he could play centre-back. I always felt his best position was centre-forward, in my opinion. Um, but Martin always said, if he could get the three of us into one team, we'd, we'd be stronger. And Chris, he... He actually moved back to allow me to come into the side because he could have, mm-hmm. he could have, he could have got, um, he could have got a little bit disappointed with that and say, "No, by the way, you know, we've just won the treble. Me and Henrik have just yeah. scored sixty-six goals between us. We've won the treble for the first time in I don't know how many years since the great Jock Steen." But he said, "No, by the way, I like John. I know what John can do. I, I'm happy to go into midfield and centre back because if he'd have kicked up a fuss." That might have been the end for me. It might have been, you know, um, a situation where Martin wouldn't have wanted. So, you know, through through Chris's um, intelligence and, and a willingness to, to get us all in the same team, he was willing to drop a little bit deeper, which 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 allowed me to come into the side. That's a great insight, isn't it, for everybody. Also shows you the genius of Martin O'Neill, that he could keep the three of them, Hartson, Sutton and Larson, happy. Celtic fans, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700 highlights of the year. And Rangers fans, 
We're previewing Rangers against Motherwell tomorrow. It's nine points in it. It was six for a short time um, a few days ago. What's going to happen? A massive five days, six days for Rangers fans. Can they stay in there? Can they chase Celtic? Or is it going to be all over by this time next week? We'll talk next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! We're on tonight, tomorrow night and all the way up until Hugmanay. And then we'll be on air on Monday, January the 2nd from 12 noon. High noon. We normally have a game name for it. I think it is a judgment day though, isn't it? Rangers against Celtic. Nine points in it at the moment. Will it change? Either way, tomorrow night, Rangers up against Motherwell, Celtic at Hebs. We'll go through all the games in just a moment or two. Let's hear from Stephen Beale. We heard him earlier speaking about Stephen Davis, who's out for the rest of the season. What's the overall injury update at Ibrox? Well, Ruth and Kolach have trained, so then it's just up to me whether I select them in the squad or not. Uh, it's fair to say they're obviously not 100% fit because they've been out for... Uh, in, in Kamar's case, a lot longer than Antonio, but they're both fit. They've trained the last two days, which is pleasing, and they both train well. It's just whether I feel that I need them now or I can top them up uh, before the, the, we've got a big January, a, a huge January. So it's important I have everyone back that can for that. I believe John Suter's not a million miles away as well, so we'll see John Suter by the back end of January, which is great news. He's, he's doing great guns. He's out on the grass now, not training with the team yet, but he's in a good place, so I'm delighted with that. Oh, yeah, Alan's back. He's fine. Just had the snuffles, like, one or two last week. We've had a few staff and a few players off with it, um, so Alan's back in training fine. That was a surprise the other night, John. We were on air ahead of the game. that Alan McGregor was dropped, but in fact, he had... Uh, the sniffle or the snuffles, which most yes. people had. What are you thinking for Rangers? We talked about Celtic strikers up front. They've got the, you know, they've got Furuhashi and they've got uh, Gikamakis. For Rangers, Cholak's been out now for a number of weeks injured. He talks about Kemar Roof getting closer to coming back. And Morellas, you just wonder what's going to happen. Is this one of the big differences between the teams? Well, he has to play Morellas because Cholak's out. Yeah. Um, so Morellas has got a big slice of luck. It's given him an opportunity to go in and show that. Um, he scored the he scored against Hibs, didn't he? Um, the other when they when they won three two, yeah. and then they um, they scored late. Arfield got two at Aberdeen, mm -hmm. and then and then obviously Lundstrom got the winner up at Ross County. So they've done what they wanted to do, you know. Under Michael Beale, they wanted to win every game. They've won three out of three. Mm -hmm. In all fairness to them, you know, I, I know the, mm -hmm. the, the defending wasn't great at home against Hibs, but sometimes when when you win the game. Um, you know, you you take the three points. You take the three points all day long. You can get back on the training ground. You can get on the bus and then talk about that. But it's very important um, to go and get the three points, especially when they're chasing Celtic, when when they're they're nine points behind. Um, Celtic have done the same. Some really good performances. Um, scoring goals for fun. You know, against um, uh, Livingston, I thought two one flattered Livingston. They didn't get a kick yeah. in the first half. Celtic could have been out of sight. They were very, very good. They only went in, I think it was one or two nil maybe. Yeah. Livingston got one back. Just on half time. And it yep. made it a little bit nervy. Yeah. Um, but then at the weekend, Celtic going thump St. Johnson, you know, by four, whatever it was, could have been more. So both teams go into the game. You know, obviously, we've, we've still got tomorrow. Celtic go to Hibs and, and Rangers play Motherwell. Um, 
But I just think it's a it's, it's a it's a really good game. I think the pressure will will be on Rangers. But Celtic have to approach the game as if they're nine points mm. behind. That that's the attitude they need. Really? Yeah, yeah, they can't just relax and think, oh, do you know what? If we lose, it's only going to be six. That that's the last thing they want to be thinking of. And I don't think they will. I think they're well drilled. They're, they're all very well um, of the understanding that they've got a certain way of playing. Um, they won't change, and it'll be a case of you know who really performs on the day, because Celtic can go twelve clear, not over mm-hmm. by the way, but it's a it's a massive, really big lead. Rangers get it; yep. they will feel good about themselves making it six. Um, so it's 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 um it's an interesting game. There's been a goal at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea went up on Bournemouth. Kai Havertz scoring a few moments ago. And Stephen, you've spotted that Swansea have gone one up in their game. One down. Uh, yep. One down. One down. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just Ready. thinking. It was yeah. what John was saying about Celtic taking their eye out. Right, uh, Celtic have a better record at Ibrox than they do at Easter Road over the last seven or eight years. Um, I think it's only one league one there in eight years. Maybe I think for for Celtic. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think guys like Callum McGregor I think they'll be drumming that home about how they don't do that well I think um, 0-0 draw I think the last time they were there in the league so difficult place for Celtic to go to I don't think they travel t- travel through there well and don't come back with the points as regular as other places so big game big game tomorrow night for Celtic Let's look at continue to look at Rangers just now Michael Beale speaking about where they need to strengthen and in the midfield you know, they've got injuries, some players, their contracts are up. This is what the manager is saying. We might have been looking anyway, to be honest. It's an area that um, in, in the... T- we're, looking to, we're looking to strengthen everywhere, if I'm honest. But in midfield, there is a little bit of uncertainty, I think it's fair to say. When you write the midfielders down at Rangers at the minute, you know, we have you know a couple of lone players in James Sands and Malik. We have two or three that are out of contract at the end of the season and their decision on their futures has not uh, been decided yet in terms of Steve and Scott and, and Ryan as well. Glenn seems to get linked with a new club every day as well. So I think midfield is an area that we'll look to strengthen moving forward, yeah. Undoubtedly, John, the new manager is going to have to make changes to refresh the squad. He knows most of them. They played under him and Steven Gerrard. But it doesn't sound as though they're going to be spending a lot of money in January. No, it's a difficult... Um time to to buy anyway I I think in January Um, you know I I think first things first I think what 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 Michael Beale will want to do is he'll want to he'll want to get Kent and Morelos because they could they could almost you know well they will they'll walk away on a free unless somebody wants to come in and guarantee their signing and nip it in the bud before somebody else, another club, comes in and signs them. And that could happen. We can get yep. them on the cheap now. Yep. You know, I think they've they've uh, um, done hard in the last three or four years. Shall we get Morelos on, on a contract? I don't know. Maybe Morelos didn't want to sign a new contract. Maybe they, they, they didn't give him the right offer. Kent as well, you know, how can you let a player of his quality, um, you know, let his contract run down? It's, it's baffling, but... Um, now they want to sign it, but it'll cost them money now. It'll cost them an awful lot of money in wages because, you know, what is Kent in the market? What What is he, six or seven million? Eight million? Well, and another club can come in and get him for nothing. Sure. And so they, they rejected can... 12 million two years ago from, from Leeds, so... Well, there you go. Well, at that particular time, he had two years left on his contract and obviously they're relying on him to do well, which he did. Played a big role in the getting to the Europa League final and winning the league, of yeah. course. Um so for me, I just think that there's one or two problems there uh, in terms of securing 
these players who have done well for your club. And that's what Michael Bealey be looking at. Mm. I want to reward the players that have done well here. You know, that 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 have you know, the crowd have been pleased with them, the performances over the years. Rangers against Motherwell tomorrow night. Uh, Motherwell, your brother Paul will be hoping to play. They were two up against Kelly at the weekend. They'll be they'll be hurting the fact they went back to two two. Yeah, it was a sore one. Yeah, you know, I was playing at the same time and yeah. it was a well. It was not that John McGlynn will want to hear, but it was a well they were winning at half time. I was kinda of trying to check. Yeah. Um, and again, it's the first time I asked, and it says two each. And I'm thinking, right, two each, not a disaster. And then I saw the, the timeline, 2 0 up, and then Kilmarnock go down to 10 men. And then they, obviously, Paul scores a young goal, and then a wonder strike from Liam Paul off. Mm. So, not a good night in terms of result. But I do think that the positives, they, they did outplay Kilmarnock. Um, that is the story of their season. It's almost, they, they do play quite well, and they manage to drop points when it looks like they're well in control. And the last time they played Rangers, they they actually did quite well against Rangers. I thought they should have taken something from the game. So as daunting as it is going to Ibrox, I do think that there is positives to take. Here's Stephen Beale speaking about the game tomorrow with Motherwell. They've got a good squad. They had some changes, didn't they, with uh, Stephen now taking over. They seem stable. Um, and I know of late the results have not been fantastic, but then, you know, sometimes the wins in the post or the good results in the post, I'm sure they thought that was the case Um in the game with Kilmarnock and they'll be bitterly disappointed with the way that game panned out because they obviously had a big advantage in that game leading 2-0. So, no, I think, that, I think the big lad up the front does well from Van Veen and when he's on form, they look a completely different team. Michael Beale, they're looking forward to the game. Celtic top of the table on 51 points, Rangers on 42, Aberdeen on 25, Hearts also on 25, St Johnson and St Mirren on 24, Hibs on 23, alongside Livingston, Motherwell on 18 points, Kilmarnock 16 and Ross County on 15, Dundee United anchored on 13 points. That's the, the big game tomorrow night, Rangers against Motherwell. It's going to be some game there. Hibs against Celtic at eight, Dundee United, Ross County, Kilmarnock, Aberdeen, Livingston against St Mirren, St Johnson against Hearts. Uh, Borna Barisic back from the World Cup. Will Rangers fans see him soon? Is Borna Barisic back now and fully available? Yeah, Borna's trained the last two days as well. He arrived back yesterday in, in time for training. He's trained today. He looks in a great place, to be honest. Look, obviously he's just had a, a really big experience again uh, getting to another semi-final with Croatia, playing in his first World Cup, so he come back in a real positive place. And uh, we're slowly but surely getting back somewhere to where we want to be in terms of having players available. It's the biggest group of players that I've had since I've come back in, in terms of training. John, he was a huge part, Borna Barisic, yeah. of Rangers winning the title two years ago. He was. He's had a torrid time against Celtic. Is there, is there some redemption for him, the way that he played at the World Cup? Could he come back with more confidence? Well, he could, but also I think um, Adam Devine has come in mm. and, and done quite well for Rangers. And, you know, um, Michael Beale's found a real, real good player there. Uh, one, I've, I would think, for the future as well. You know, Barisic has got that little bit more experience, of course, played in the World Cup, I think, and he started one game, did he, for Croatia? Um, but I like his quality, Barisic. He's been around a long time. Um, and, you know, he's a good player. He gets forward. He's got good um, good um, crossing ability, technically very good. So he's got options there now as well. That's what he'd want, Michael Beale. He'd want Divine, and obviously you've got Barisic... Obviously, on the back of the sale of Bassi, who was doing great at that position for them, could also play centre-back, but they lost him for a lot of money, didn't they? 
They did indeed. John and Stephen are going to give us their team of 2022, the whole year from January to December. I'm going to ask you shortly who the goalkeeper will be and Paul, you can judge as well what you think of the choices. Stephen, just thinking there for Rangers, sends us all Barisic will come back in. Will they play him against, well, they play him tomorrow night, do you think, against Motherwell? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it's the coming back from World Cup's a strange one because obviously Juranovic and Barisic still not been in any squads and then you see Ivan Perisic playing yesterday for Spurs. So yeah. you wonder what, the situation. I mean, what's happening? Different managers, different situations. Mm. Given a uh, longer time off, is that the players' request? Is Perisic desperate to get back and play? You're never really sure what to do. I think at his best. I mean, Barisic picks himself in that in the Rangers team, but he's obviously not had the best season. And I agree with John. I think Adam, Adam Devine's went in there seamlessly and, and uh, had a great start to his Rangers career. And Paul, um, look at Mbappe back into training. What last Wednesday wasn't it? World Cup final on Sunday. He's back in within 72 hours. Incredible player, you know, you do. I mean, actually, just talking to a couple of guys about the World Cup there, it's, you know, you feel privileged to have actually watched that mm. final. I don't know if we'll ever see a final like that in our lifetime. And, and you look at him and Messi, you know, incredible talent. And, you know, they put it all out on the table. You know, sometimes you look at modern day football and it can be a bit, there's so much money involved in losing games and it can be a bit tactical and defensive. But that was, that was like two boxers going toe to toe. It was one was on the ropes, one was back. They were both at it. It was fantastic to see. And, and Bappe, you know, at that age, you think, where's he going in the next five, six years? He's still at a very young age in his career and, you know, what what a player. Um, but it seemed fitting for, for Messi to just get that World Cup, wasn't it, really? Um, Indeed, yeah. Major Paul for Mbappe at 600 grand a week. I think you could turn up. You wouldn't want to work I, I at would, home, I would, would you? I would try my best. No, I would, I would try and make it in for that one. No, you would, you would make sure you were out of the office. and. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, ready with your team? That's the first hour has come and gone. Chelsea are two up. Mason Mount got the second goal. Havertz got the first. So Chelsea look to be back on the way. Stephen, the manager, Graham Potter, did great job at Brighton. He's been getting a bit of stick. Uh, they didn't do too well just before the World Cup break. But this is a, a good start back for them. Yeah, uh, obviously it's not worked a lot, a lot with the players in the off-season. So he's had that wee, wee break to get his message across and... Uh, obviously a lot of these players would have been at the World Cup but this is exactly what they've been thinking about for the last four or five weeks get back and be 2-0 up against Bournemouth after 30 minutes so yeah I'll be really happy and, and for Billy Reid as well it's great to see some yeah. uh, assistant manager Chelsea and what journey he's had Have you tied down how many players have you still to sort out you look as though you've got about nine are you worrying about one or two positions well, when, when I first came in and you said the team of the, the year, I thought you meant the season. So uh -huh. the 2022 thing's changed that a bit. Okay. Yeah, it's the whole year, isn't it? John's got that. Well, We're mine, gonna... mine yeah. would have been totally different the season before. Of course. I think you have to look at the champions last season. The, te the team before, I'd have probably had six or seven. The year before right. where Rangers yeah. went unbeaten, I'd have probably had six or seven Rangers in that, players in that team. Um, and only maybe two or three Celtic. But considering Celtic won the double last season, my highlight of the year earlier, our question was Kyogo's brace, yeah. winning the Angie's first trophy and the Premier Sports Cup. That was one of my highlights. I was actually at the game working for Premier Sports and he took his goals brilliantly well. And that first trophy, I've heard Alec McLeish talk about it. I've heard other managers talk about it. When they become manager of, 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 the, of Celtic or Rangers, they, that's that's the trophy they won, and they always considered it to be a big one, their first trophy, do you know. And to consider Jack um, uh, Ange Postecoglou had only been in the door six months, you know. So, um, but I've got I've I've got really heavy Celtic, 
Um, I'm, 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 I'm not sure yeah. people can understand that because they won the league. Of course. Very convincingly. John, hold that. We need a break. It's yeah. six. We're back shortly. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, John Hartson, Stephen McGinn and we've got Paul from the South Side, Paul Nicholas, who paid a lot of money generously at the John Hartson charity during 2022. Paul, thanks for joining us. Stay with us. Hour two, lots of people coming on with their top teams of the year. Chelsea are still Two up, aren't they? Yep, no change there uh, against Bournemouth. Reading are one up against John, your your hometown team. I know it's not quite your town, but uh, is that Andy Carroll who scored there for Reading? But for yes, uh, Andy yep, Carroll, yep. yeah, I'll tell still, you, still doing the job, still banging them in. Indeed, yeah, just didn't ever reach the heights that we thought he would. Would that be fair? Well, he started at Newcastle, didn't he? Yep. He went to Liverpool for fifty million. Oof. Right, and then yeah. then he went to West Ham, did really well at West Ham for a period. Um, and then I think Steve Bruce took him back to Newcastle and now he's at Reading, still banging them in. Some career, isn't it? John Hartson, <coughs> what a career he had as well. We'll get John's team of 2022 along with Stephen McGinn. Some of the headlines tonight, Scott Arfield admits he'd love to stay on at Rangers, sign a new deal, but nothing yet on the table. John, if you were uh, Rangers, would you be re-signing for the next season Scott Arfield I'd love to give him another year on the back of um, I think his importance of getting important goals his experience you know played a long time for Burnley in the Premier League um, so for me he always looked very committed as well you need them committed players you know he, he plays for the badge he's, he's Rangers through and through and I think you need some of them in your team so for me I, I would I would be looking at giving Arfield uh, at least another another year um, uh, on a new deal because I think he's earned it. I think he's a big game player. He, he turns up in the big games and yep, he sure did last week, didn't he? At Petordry, Stephen Scarfield, you've played against him many times. Yeah, I roomed with him back in the day uh, a couple yeah. of times with the Scotland under twenty ones. Uh, brilliant career, brilliant boy, um, and he's turned into a real uh, talisman for Rangers. Almost a bit of a super sub. Um, He's been uh, the two massive goals for Rangers up at Aberdeen to keep their season uh, competitive. Certainly has. Let's take a call from Tarek, a Rangers fan who's on the line. Merry Christmas, season's greetings, Tarek. Good evening. Uh, good evening, panel. Good evening. Uh, uh, I hope yeah. you've all had a lovely time with your family and that. But uh, uh, I'm not. The, I've never really been a, a Christmas lover, but I had a great time this, this year. You know. Okay. Oh, Tarek, it's the best time of the year. I'm glad you in, enjoyed it. It's great. So what are you oh, thinking? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know you're a big Rangers fan, so big six days coming up for you. How are you feeling about oh, tomorrow? Well, first of all, Michael Beale, three games in charge, three wins. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, I think uh, you can see with uh, uh, the, the, what you're getting out of the players that he's definitely making a difference. Uh, it's a difference from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, but he's got the same problem that he had, and that's basically 
what he's got available, he's got to use, and he's quite, uh, what do you call it? It's quite good that he's got a lot of players that are coming back now and we're going to be even stronger. Yeah, as you, a unit. Mm-hmm. you heard him what? saying there in the first hour, even John Suter's not that far away, came our roof very close. And here's what he had to say about an 18 year old that I think has impressed most people. He's been out of position, Adam Devine. Adam's not a left back, he's played left back. And that's, uh, you know, you always say to a young player, you don't know where you're going to break through, you need to be ready, you need to round yourself off. What I would say is he's done himself, the academy, but mainly himself proud the last um, 14 days, playing in the, the three games plus the game with Leverkusen. I think he's been outstanding, but his natural position is right back. He's shown now that he can do a job for us at left back if required. And Tab's fought off another young, very good fullback in the past. I don't know if he fought him off or he flew him out the door. It was one or the other, but um, no, look, Adam's a player here for the future. It's clear that when you go into European competition, you need Scottish players in your squad. We're a big Scottish club. We should have players coming out of our academy. We should be a club that's able to drip pl- feed players into our squad. And I think Adam's, he's been the most pleasing thing since I've come back because he's been a bit, there's been an element of surprise. When I left, he was just a young boy. And I've seen in the last couple of weeks that he's rapidly becoming more than that now. He's becoming a man. Stephen McGinn, an issue for Rangers says the squad is not as strong as Celtics. Yeah, and Tarek, Tarek just said that. It doesn't matter who was going to be the Rangers manager going into this transfer window. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would have been desperate to get to January for this transfer window. There's no doubt in the squad needs improved. Um, I, I think Celtic showed last year that it, although it's a difficult month to, to do business they did do it but well St Tatati and Matt O'Reilly and if Rangers can come up with a couple of signings like that then it definitely improves the squad Tarek if you could get two players like a Hatati or a, a Matt O'Reilly how would you feel about that for January? Well I actually it was, I, I, I can't remember if it was yourselves I was talking to but uh, I say that the board's the only way they can save their, their skin is if they sign three players. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I've, I've been hearing noises about Glasgow. One of my friends is a Uber taxi driver. Okay, well, the taxi and drivers, they, yeah, they always hear something. What's he oh, saying? I always hear it first. And they, he told me one of the players that I did mention, I mentioned three players. One was, yeah. uh, what do you call it? What time it plays for? Uh, he came from Rangers to Chelsea. Well, young boy. Oh, Billy Gilmer, yeah. Uh, Billy Gilmer, that was one. Yep. And the, the second one was uh, G, um, Giovanni Reyna. Okay, oh yeah, Reyna, yeah. of course, named after Right, uh, he played for Dortmund. Yeah. And the third player, believe it or not, was Christian Ronaldo as a player right. coach. Yeah. And uh, my friend's telling me that well, that's what the information I've had. Yep. He was in Glasgow for talks, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't really feel that's true, but well, I think, sure. yeah. well, the Ronaldo one we saw yesterday, it looks as though he is going to the Middle East for how much was it? Did you see that yesterday? It's uh, an inordinate amount of money. I, I think it's three million a week. So even Paul, you in the south side, I mean that's a month's wages for you. That's yeah. only a month's wages, but still, yeah. you know, it'd be hard to not say no to that, you know. It's yeah. crazy money. What one thing we do know, John Hartson, is yeah. Rangers do need to strengthen. They need to strengthen, yes. Um, but you know, you, you look at the, the main players, uh, that Cholak obviously was, was banging in goals. How much do you like Cholak? I liked him. I liked him. All he can do is a big centre forward is rely on the service and when he get the chances score. He was keeping Morelos out of the team, by the way. If Cholak was still fit, he'd played the last couple of games. Morelos is only coming in because you've got Scott Wright, you've got Kent on the other side, you've got come 
Um, you've got Roof, who's on his way back. So there's still players that are still on their way back. Um, Golson has been a, a big return for Rangers because he, you know, he's got that leadership qualities about him. The, the other players look up to him. Um, you know, and 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 for me, uh, they could do with adding a couple in the window. But I go back, I go back to my original point. Their biggest, their biggest concern for me, can you hold on to Morelos? Can you hold on to Kent? And I think there's one other 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 one whose contracts up at the end of the season. And there's a few of them there with Arfield, Jack, uh, Jack as well. Jack, yeah, Jack, Ryan Jack. Jack, yeah. another one, another leader, another mm-hmm. somebody in the middle of the park who's been yeah. very good over mm-hmm. the years for Rangers. They are the biggest issue. Rather than bringing in new players, can you secure these players that are already there? You know, for me. But they do, they, they'll always want to add. Celtic will want to add. You always want to add to, to what you've got because what it does is when a player comes in, it, it everybody else... You know their game goes up because you sure. look you look at a new sign and you think right somebody fresh on the training ground, you know I've I've got to try sure. and impress him. So when players come to your club, especially with quality to sign for Celtic or Rangers, you know it's very important. And he doesn't want numbers, Paul. No, Why would that. he sign players that are equally as good as the ones he's got? He wants players that are better. You know Michael Beale mm-hmm. will want players that can go straight into the Rangers team. He does. He doesn't want squad players. He's got enough squad players. Tarek, thanks for calling. Great call. Let's go to Paul, a Rangers fan, is on the line. Good evening, Paul. Uh, season's greetings. Evening, Paul. Evening, John. Hi, Paul. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Same to you. Paul. You having a good time? Yeah, yeah. No, just with family and things yeah. like that, and obviously just enjoying the spread of football across. A few bit different this time of the World Cup. We normally have Boxing Day sure. and whatnot. Yeah. But um, I, that's what it is. But um, I'm impressed with um, Bill's. Uh, leadership in that now. I think he's, he's saying all the right things as a, as a Rangers fan that I want to hear um, and I just a couple of you points just to make see what you think of it um, uh, Steve Davis uh, obviously sad news I've been a massive Steve Davis fan since the, the first time I walked in I brought to be honest um, I think he just brings composure to the midfield you know, he's, he's obviously outstanding he's caps he's hit to Northern Ireland and whatnot. so that was pretty bad news but I just I'm hearing that it could be his career over and all that stuff because his contract is up. But I'm just thinking, if it is that way and he's maybe playing days are kind of over, whether Rangers or well, hopefully Michael Beale sees that there's something in him to maybe keep him in the coaching um, staff because um, I'm sure a lot of young guys at Rangers um, and even the Northern Ireland squad could benefit from Steve Davis because he's a type of midfielder, as I said, you bring on maybe 60 minutes, 70 minutes, just calms the whole midfield down and, and he's still... Even last year, he was still pulling the strings in old firm games and things like that. So, um, just a point on that. And also, just a wee thing out there. I'll come back to your second point in a moment. I mean, Barry Ferguson would play him in just about every game. But here's what the manager said about Stephen Davis, and he does indicate there's a role for him at Ibrox. Yeah, it's a huge blow. I've been uh, devastated ever since it happened. Obviously, we wanted to... We fought straight away. It didn't look like a good one, but obviously we need to let the swelling go down, him to go and have a scan, and then obviously let Stephen process the results of that scan. So I believe in early January we'll go and have it operated on, and then we'll sit and talk. The, the Christmas period is a good time for reflection, I think, with, for Stephen and his family. Us as a club, we have a plan for Stephen anyway. Moving forward, he's someone we always wanted to have in and around the club, both as a player and then helping him in his second career if he chose to go down that route. Only Stephen Davis will make the decision on his future. He's got to have the operation and he's got to see exactly 
uh, what the surgeon and everybody says and what he feels around it. And then he'll decide what he wants to do next. Knowing Stephen, I, I, I'd, I'd think that he'd probably want to continue to play because I think he can, still can play. Paul, so if he doesn't play, there is a plan for him. What's your other point, Paul? I just about Christmas specialists and things. I just yeah. um, so I'm hearing about Ross Stewart getting linked with the with the club. But I mean, it's selling money. It's like 120 grand. I think he's on a week um, and 10 million and all that's getting posted about. Not doubting he's a great, no, a good goal scorer and everything else. But I'm just thinking closer to home. I, I think we need a bit more blood in the side. I've phoned up before and I've said this, but um, yeah. just what who's playing the league now? And as I said Kevin Nisbet's back with Hibs. No, he scored against Rangers not that long ago. So. Um, I, I would take a wee punt in Nisbet just see what, what you think of that Nisbet we mentioned him earlier on well again John? Paul it, it all depends for me Paul if you know how many strikers do you want at the club you know you've got Cholak to come back will he sign um, Morelos does he want another headache of he's got right um you know, you've got Matondo who plays probably more wide you've got Kenny because so so many front players um and, and and the key is if if Morello signs a new contract, then that's him. That's 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 um, Michael Beale putting his trust in Morello. But he probably won't, will he? It looks as though it's over know. for him. Don't yeah. know, but um, no, I I I think I think um, this bit's a good striker. I really do, and he'd be a great signing for you. He really would. And and your first point, I can't think of another player that Michael Beale is could sign better than Stephen Davis, give him an opportunity on the staff. Now Stephen Davis would have to go away and do his badges, you know, when he might he might, as Michael Beale alluded to there, he, he might still want to play. He might still want feel he's he's still got an influence on, on teams. Um but for his experience and his know how, um, for somebody like him to be around the training ground would be a, a wonderful addition to Rangers in terms of their, their coaching staff. There's no doubt about that. Stephen, what do you think? Ross Stewart, the ex-Ross County striker, now it's Sunderland, but it'd be big money. But Would that be the kind of signing that Rangers, would it, would ignite the Rangers fans? I think Rangers need, they need a new talisman. They need, I think, uh, I think Morelos will move on. And I think I think they need someone that comes in and, and fills that void because Morelos has been a good Rangers player um, and he has been that, that talisman for Rangers but I, I do think he'll move on and I think uh, Paul's other uh, player was Kevin Nisbet yeah. he's obviously spent a long lot of 2022 out with a bad knee injury but he's come back I spoke to a couple of people at Hibs and told me he's in brilliant condition and he's really come back flying uh, taking his goals really well and I think a fully fit and, and sharp Kevin Nisbet, I think he could play at that level. Um but I do think he's quite he's quite uh, soon into his rehab and, and coming back to the game. So I don't think now's the time for Kevin to move on, but I do, I do think if he keeps up this form he has a potential option. And your point, Paul, was it 120 grand a week were you saying there about Ross Stewart? Uh, that was based on a, a report I read somewhere in a in a tabloid. Um obviously it's, it's a different market down south than the up here. It's not going to change that with we, TV rights and everything else, but um, just what you're talking about there with Morelos and whatnot. I mean, I've said, well, I'll never take away every Rangers yeah. 
uh, to play with Rangers, I'll always love him, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, he's let us down so many times. I mean, just petulant stuff and whatnot. And I still think he's got that side to him. And I just think, you know what, we've got to cut our losses. I think we're kind of going to move to move to the future. And, you know, as much as Bill knows him, and, and he, you know, I've been to a few games now since Bill's been there, and he's turned around a wee bit. Maybe it's a style of play, so it's better. But mm-hmm. I just think, over the time, since the umpteen chances under Gerard and you know, what he did with Gio and whatnot and uh, stuff like that, I just think it's maybe looking at a fresh start, to be honest. Um, so I was thinking. Okay. Paul, do you expect to go into the game on Monday? Nine points in it. In other words, tomorrow night, do you expect? What do you think, Rangers Motherwell? Oh, I don't like to count my chickens, but I mean, the way we've been playing, um, I mean, as much as it wasn't a great game against Ross County, was it? Um, but from what we kept a clean sheet, um, which is something I think is important because we seem to be, for as many goals as we scored, we need to keep scoring goals to come back. And that's a bit of a worry, but I think, as I said, I phoned up a wee while ago, yeah. and I said I wasn't too concerned after the Hibs game because at the end of the day, we had to play, we had to resort to putting Lundstrom in defence and things like mm-hmm. that. Defence, we've been, I, mean, I do agree with the 10 players out of injury. I mean, I'm not using it as an excuse or anything like that. We've just been hit with bad luck. That's we just got to deal with the cards we've been dealt with. But I think as soon as the defence had tightened up, which it was at Ross County, because we had um, Goldson and Davies in my right there, mm-hmm. um, yep. and we kept a clean sheet. So I'm hoping maybe this time, a wee bit more up front, if I've got Roof back and we've got um, Kolak back, um, and that's going to be a wee bit of a, I can, I'm not a concern, but I was at the Bayer Leverkusen game and Kolak may have had an injury, but he didn't seem to suit Bill's style of play. Mm. And that was a wee bit of a, a thing I was thinking about. But if he does, we've got two fresh strikers there. I know what John's saying about how many strikers do we want there, but I don't see Scott Wright maybe being a long-term player at Rangers. Um, and I think there's bits more of a... Uh, more of a different style of player, I would possibly yeah. say. You know? I think um, he'll get you more goals in this bit. You know, he's an out and goal scorer, isn't he? He runs in behind. Um, yeah. But I, I yeah. also think as well, Paul, that, you know, I think the Rangers fans yourself, I think you'd be, you'd be feeling a lot better going in against Celtic on Monday on the back of having three or four wins. If you go and win uh, tomorrow uh, against Motherwell, then it'll be four wins on the bounce. I think that would have given Michael Beale a lot more to work with in terms of the training ground would have been, you know, buzzing. The players would have been feeling happy about themselves. You can't beat winning games. You know, winning breeds team spirit. Winning breeds a win, uh, you know, a, a mentality, um, the, the right mentality. So I think on the back of four wins, uh, I think, you know, Rangers will be feeling good about themselves going into the derby. And of course, you know, they're up against a very good Celtic. A bill bounce is what you're saying, John. Thanks so much for the call, Paul. Thanks, Tarek, too. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Radio Football Show. It's the Tuesday night edition in between Christmas and New Year as we get ready for New Year. It'll be a quiet one for you, John McGinn, professional footballer and getting ready for Stephen McGinn for the match. Of course, Falkirk against Dunfermline. That's crucial for you this game. Yeah, we're just speaking about Rangers. It'd be nine points going into that game if both sides win tomorrow and they're in a similar position to ourselves in terms of you can't you're going into that Dunfermline game seven points behind. Um, so we need to win. We need to get the gap down. Dunfermline aren't dropping a lot of points. So 
Uh, we need to do it for ourselves. Bit of a six-pointer, uh, really important game to to the fans. So we know what's expected of us. Let's kick off with some of the top players then of 2022, Stephen. Let's. Uh, who would you throw in as the goalkeeper? We've talked about this in the office just beforehand. So, goalkeeper of this calendar year, January until now. Yeah, I think uh, we spoke about him at the top of the show, uh, Craig Gordon. Mm-hmm. I think pretty unanimous. I think he'd be in most teams for uh, the best goalie of, of of the year. And obviously, Joe Hart doesn't concede a lot of goals. Probably get an argument to say that mm-hmm. uh, that should always be the winner. But uh, I think for for the country as well, and his age. And just probably what happened to him last week just puts it in perspective it could be a career defining injury so uh, yeah went with Craig Gordon Craig and Gordon, they finished yep. third last season didn't they Hearts yep. mm-hmm. and they got into Europe yep. yeah Craig listen I just think Craig Gordon Joe Hart came in and you know um, Celtic started not only for what he did you know in between the sticks they tell me he's very vociferous in the dressing room he's like a bit of a leader yep. um, you know with all his experience so very hard to split Craig Gordon and Joe Hart for me. I know your uncle John, that's the thing. I've known him for years as well and his boy played with my younger boy as well at football. So that's why the John comes in sometimes. It's not your brother, seriously. Uh, your uncle John up in East Kilbride. Yeah, yeah. Of course. John yeah. And Leo. In case in Leo. It was Leo played with Joe yeah, right. in football. Uh, Leo's a good player. Is he still playing? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Pops oh. up every now and then on the social media. So 28 years old, yeah. So that's why I throw in the John Paul, who's in here as uh, having paid a bundle of money. Uh, join at hour two. Yeah. Right with you, yeah. Yes. Would you argue with that, the goalkeeper? No, no I certainly agree. Uh, Gordon, for me, is the, the, the man between the sticks. I think he's, um, you know, to John's point about, you know, Hearts finishing third. Um, he, he, he does a lot of work there. And when you're, you're not yeah. in a Celtic Rangers team, you're doing more work in, in the sticks. And, um, I'm just disappointed being a Celtic fan that Celtic couldn't offer him the contract that he was looking for and there's a lot of stories floating around about why he didn't get it and whatever else but slightly disappointed he didn't stay on at Celtic um, I think Hearts are a very capable replacement but I really like Gordon and really sad to see that um, the other night with his injury um, but you know you look at guys like Henrik Larson, Aaron Ramsey double leg breaks came back potentially came back better players um, now maybe age not quite in yep. Gordon's side, um, but certainly we, we wish him all the best and thoughts and prayers are with him just now. So, yeah. Some great points there yep. about Craig Gordon. It was a mistake. It was a major mistake by because they thought they'd Fraser Foster and they mm-hmm. didn't. So, uh, who else would you throw in then the back four for this year? Well, the World Cup um, semi finalist just missed out on my team in the Motherwell right back. Uh, Paul McGinn for absolutely no personal bias <laughs> <laughs> you're putting Paul McGinn in there yeah hi yeah, God damn it. okay my mum's listening yeah <laughs> James Tavernier might have something to say about that Juranovich might Ta- have something to say James yeah. Tavernier's numbers I mean yeah. uh, again his goals and assists are right up there with, yeah. with the forward players it sometimes goes under the radar um, but yeah, yeah uh, sure. Juranovic has been some signing. He has, hasn't he? Josip Juranovic yeah both John, again yeah. both the same um, you know Tavernier his numbers are freakish and mm. I think he's probably got one of the best deliveries of a ball mm. from that right. How many goals does he assist? How many goals does he score? He's very, very consistent from, from the spot. Um, he can hit free kicks. We've seen him score. And for, for a right back, his numbers are just phenomenal. They really, really are. To get that many goals, he's like a modern-day Stuart Pearce. Remember ah, Stu Pearce, indeed, 18, yeah. 19 goals for Notts mm. Forest. You know, he would just yeah. play it into the midfield. Nigel Clough would come off 
and he'd flick it up over the over the defender's head. Stuart Pearce would break and get into the opposition's box. He was a, he was a full back goal scoring full back. Took penalties, yeah. took free kicks. So and of course you 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 can't pick a right back without saying Juranovic. Of course, yeah. He's got himself. He'd, he'd had caps for um, for Croatia, mm. but he's made himself number one now at right back for Croatia. He will have the next ten years in that role if he stays injury free. He'll probably move on. The talk is yeah. that he might move in the um, next few weeks. Probably we John? don't. We don't know. We don't know what what the feelings are. I think Andrew's saying that they've not had any any serious sort of bids for him. Yeah, but we're not January yet. And and it's yeah. whatever they value him at. Actually, you know, yep. you you don't go and sign three other potential right backs sure. if if you're not had a bit of interest for. Is he a minimum of fifteen million to move? Well, million. Well, what's what's yeah. Patterson? Patterson. Yeah, is, he was. And then you 12, look at Juan yeah. Bissaka, fifty million. We'll call it twenty. Maybe, yeah, what do you uh, think? Other fullback, I, I'd say twenty-five million. Teeny went for twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody says Arsenal got him on the cheap. I'm fed up, Paul, yeah. of bigger clubs with bundles and bundles of money trying to scrape and scrap and nick our players in the Scottish Premiership. Bassi went for twenty-two, twenty-three. You know, give Celtic the money, give Rangers the money. If they've got that type of Patterson, that was good money for Patterson. You know, sure. really come yeah. into the side. Well, Tavio kept him out the side. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So Everton sure. paid 16 million for him. So I'm thinking, Juranovic, don't be fooled by the money that is there around Europe and, and the inflation of the market. So I would let him go if Celtic got top, top dollar for him. But 25 million or thereabouts. Love it from someone who came from a top English club's to Scotland don't underestimate the talent here John Stephen is uh, with us John Hartson, and Stephen McGinn Stephen throw in some more for us at, at the back is Aribo going to be there? Yeah Aribo yeah. obviously 2022 Aribo and, and Bassey with that Euro- European run and um, huge players for Rangers have actually uh, irreplaceable they have been this season they've just looked like a different team without both of them uh, he's put them in. I can't go back to Renfrewshire without mentioning a St. Mun player. Yeah, go. Uh, yeah, Marcus Fraser. Mm-hmm. He's um, a new role for him, especially this season. Right, right, of a three and just out- outstanding all the time. Every time I watch St. Mun, he's really good. And their, their defensive record—they're actually in a real, sitting in a real position in the league, one point behind with two games in hand for, for third place. So. Yeah, St Man fans on such a high, the ones I bump into at the shops. So. What a result for them against Aberdeen. There was a lot of controversy as well. 2-1 with the moments to go and then Roos comes up for the the free kick or the corner kick, whatever, and then St Mirren score. Yeah, and I, th- I think the crowd the crowd that St Man had in the weekend reflects them, what it's like in Paisley at the minute. I think there's a real togetherness. And what was it? Over 7,000. Um, on Christmas Eve so amazing turnout from some fans but I do think I mean it's the best definitely the best home uh, record they're having in the Premier League for, for a long time a real uh, real impressive season they ha- they're having definitely especially in Paisley Magnificent John we're just listening here to some it of the is. players of this year isn't it St Mirren it's great to see what nearly 8,000 people this is what we want people yeah. out at the matches Paul you love getting to the games yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Get to Celtic Park as much as I can, um, and and the odd you know European game when we were there. But uh, <laughs> hopefully next year. Um, but yeah, no, it's great to see fans out and about, and um, you know, um, you know, I think there's a there's a lot of good games to go and see, and it's 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 nice to have local teams close to Glasgow as well. You know, you're hoping like your Hamilton Ackies can come back up, and you've got teams that struggling, though, aren't they? At the they bottom. are struggling. Yep. Yeah, they 
Yeah. Queen's Park doing really Queen's well. Park Park great. Thistle yeah, still, yeah. you know, have kept themselves in the running there. Could be good for next year. Yeah. Who else, Stephen? Well, we th what about the midfield then? Oh, the midfield, I mean, first, you've got to mention Callum McGregor. Uh, spoken about Matt Riley, spoke really highly of him, about how he thinks he could play in the top four, top six in England uh, comfortably. And he's just come back in after his injury and he looks as if he's never been away. Yeah, absolutely amazing player and I think he's went to a new level since he's been made captain of Celtic John what can you say oh, class act yep. isn't he class act McGregor makes Celtic tick when he plays um, he's always available he's always on the back foot takes takes it on the side uh, long and short passing he can score a goal like, like we saw at Aberdeen um, he's just an outstanding footballer an outstanding lad isn't he you know, he, he he really, really holds himself well. Um, he's a real gentleman and uh, he's a top-class player and he took on the armband off a legend, you know, Scott Brown and different characters, if you like. Yeah. Um, but they, they've both been outstanding players and, and McGregor to take that, not showing any added pressure, just continuing to, to play, um, get on the ball. And as I said, when he plays, he goes and gets it off the back four and he'll slide it into the front. He'll play it wide. He's just very neat and tidy. I, I can't pay him any more superlatives than I already have. Stephen, who else will we throw in in the midfield? In the midfield, I've went for, obviously, I've already mentioned McGregor and Aribo. Yep. I'd, went, I'd went for 4-4-2, so it's hard oh, to sure. not have Jota on the left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another huge signing for Celtic, and it looks as if he's got even better this season. Uh, numbers are great, and... Uh, but a brilliant bit of business to get him a permanent deal in the summer. Yep, six point two million. Paul, as a Celtic fan, what do you feel about Jota? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because before he actually signed, he, he went through a little bit of a dip, maybe. And I was thinking, hmm, you know, if we if we don't get him, is it a big loss? You know, um, but as you know, we've, you know, John just said there, it's just um, sorry, Stephen said there, it's um, he's now really come on to a game that he's, he's signed with uh, Celtic, and he's an incredible talent. Um, just you know, he. There's a bit they kind of lubo about him. There's that trickery and he's there's entertainment um, and and just you know he, he's he's a, he's a fantastic player. And he seems to really enjoy life at Celtic. You know he seems to play for the jersey, which is great to see as well. And um, there's a lot of passion there and top player. He's just one of those players, Paul. That he's he's one of Celtic's go-to players. You know if they want something to happen, give it to Jota, and he he'll, he'll either get to the line and he'll he'll lob it to the back post or he'll fire it across the face of the goal or he'll cut inside and get a shot away if you want Matt O'Reilly to thread the, the through of the eye of a needle ball that's what Matt O'Reilly does Callum McGregor when he gets a little bit more forward but they've got they've got go-to players he's one of the big players everybody has him you know what the, the days that I played in Rangers had them you mm. know Rangers had the ball they had these type of players Avalanche could get you a goal one or two others but when I was playing, you you knew that Thompson could score a goal. Yeah. You knew you you knew that Stevie Stevie Gappy was going to put it on mm -hmm. a, a great cross with quality, and that's what Jota's become now. When Celtic are nil nil and not quite, it's not happening. Give it to Jota; he'll make something happen. He's he's one of those players. Up front, Stephen. We've got a couple. Obviously, Lon Shankland. Yeah. Um, just. 15 can... goals, isn't he so far this season? Yeah, yeah, he's right up there with goals and. Um, Obviously, with Liam Boyce's injury, he's taking on even more responsibility, playing Thursday, Sunday, and just consistently such a top player for Hearts, so definitely in my team. Yeah, they missed him, didn't they, when when he got injured um, at the start of the season. 
and um, he's started to bang them in again now. Uh, but again, I have to go Jackamakis because when he came in, when Kyogo was out, he never let anybody down. He scored loads and loads of goals, all types of goals. He had that first time finished, didn't he? For a while, he never took a touch. I think he scored his first 10 or 11 goals by hitting it, you know, first time when it came into him. Um, so, yeah, as I said, it could have been a big loss. Kyogo could have affected in terms of could have affected Celtic's form in terms of going on to win the league. But with when Jack and Marcus come in, people all of a sudden stop talking about Kyogo. Kyogo, people want to know for you. Yeah, well, well, I'm going to be controversial here for myself. Take yeah, go on. Viewpoint. I, I really like Cholak. I think he's a fantastic right. football player. Um, I would say he's far superior technically than Morelos. You know, I think Morelos is a guy that you know the, the kind of gets the, the team going. But from a technical ability, the guys, you know, he's, he's really I, re, I really liked him so far. Um, and and my dream team up front would be him and Kyogo. You know, I think the two of them would link up really well. But um, I, I do like him. Uh, I think he's a, he's a top player. Um, yeah. Stephen, what do you make of that? Yeah, no, it's I mean you can make a case for all the boys up there, uh, all having good seasons. Um, obviously, Kyogo, Shankland, um, Jolak. The one, the one probably not up there in terms of the goals that I've been impressed with is uh, Duke from Aberdeen. Yeah. I thought he was an outstanding player in the park uh, for the first 60 minutes against Rangers in the tail last week. I think he's been... He's still only 22. I think he's came from Benfica. I think he was a teammate of Jotas. Lopez, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Lopez. Yeah. Uh, the Duke. I don't know where the Duke... Yeah. That's a nickname. If it's a great name, isn't it? The Duke. He's had an amazing influence in that team. And I think Mayowski gets the goals and gets the headlines, but I think he's I think he's a main man. Are Aberdeen going to bounce back? I sense that they've come so close. I mean, look at it against Rangers. 94 minutes and they're 2-1 up. And they lose 2-1. At the weekend, it could have gone either way. Again, the ordering off... Changes the game, but yeah, it was a bad week. Are they going to be okay, Aberdeen? It was a big game, obviously. Derek McInnes, um, yeah. his history with Aberdeen, they host Aberdeen tomorrow night at Robbie Park. Mm. So, huge game for both sides. And you say you can always lose games, you can lose games to Celtic Rangers. Um, but just the manner of that Rangers game, uh, you just don't want that to, to, to linger. You want to get that win and move on from it as quick as possible. And is that all 11 you've given us, Stephen? Yeah, just about, yeah. We're flying about it, just about. Only. Never spoke about another defender. Have to be Carter Vickers. Um, I think he's the best. I think he's the best defender in the country, and he just he just seamlessly goes through games. Um, he's so quick as well, so it allows Celtic to play that high line. Will your mum be okay with that one? Yeah, that's not you. No, yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're not in the Premiership at the moment, <laughs> John. Isn't it? We could talk all night about it. We're going to have to fire on because we're going to go yeah. back a little bit more. You'd put go Goldson on. in there because you know yeah. Rangers unbeaten, sure. weren't they? The, the previous when they won the league, so. He would have to be in there because mm -hmm. he was a rock that particular year. So, obviously, it's the timings that I'm struggling with from when to when, you know. John, there's so much in the goal. Kit Broadfoot, I see today in the papers, is saying that you're Tavernier, the captain, and uh, Goldson, a real leader as well for Rangers. And you know him well, Kit Broadfoot. Yeah, played with Kirk a couple yep. of times, yeah. I think he's doing. He's still playing with open goal, Brim, Brim Hill, So He's 104, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, I sometimes actually watch his highlights just to see his reaction to... Losing goals because he's still got that competitive advantage yeah. that uh, he's just desperate to win every game he plays in. But he must be a fair age now, but has kept so fit and playing still at a decent level there. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Stephen McGinn and John Hartson and Paul, special guest with us. Up next, we preview tomorrow night. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go. 
Listen, thanks for making the switch. Every night from 5 till 7, the Go Radio football show. Paul Cooney here with Stephen McGinn and John Hartson. We've been taking quite a number of calls and quite a few comments on the socials as well. You're looking to talk about Rangers Celtic and that will be on Monday. But before that, full card tomorrow night. Uh, let's kick off with the previews then. St. Johnson against Hearts. Stephen McGinn, who do you fancy on this one? Yeah, I've gone for Hearts. Uh, Hearts 2-0, I think. Uh, starting to get a few bodies back. I think they're, um, the, the race for third's definitely on. No European distractions, so I fancy Hearts 2-0. Were you surprised that St. Johnson... I heard Cam Davidson saying he didn't know whether just to... To stick or twist against Celtic what do you do if you defend too deeply you give them too much uh, of the ball what did you feel about the game? Well they've been in a real good run yeah. and quite the biggest strength in their team at the minute is uh, the Clark and May partnership um, so you probably did have a think about maybe splitting up going a wee bit more defensive like most other teams do at Celtic Park but I think it, I think if he did that and lost anyway I think he might have regretted not having a go and um, I think the players the players would have backed it they were in good form and could they go there with two two strikers and hurt Celtic? But with that, you do leave the space for the pace of Maya, Maida and, and Kyogo and ultimately get punished for it. Were you surprised that Celtic lost that goal to St. Johnson? Are there any worries, in other words, for Ange Postacoglu and the Celtic supporters? No, I, I think... I think. I mean, what, I watched the, the highlights back. It looked as if Carter Vickers has just tried to take a wee gamble with the offside, which he doesn't normally do. He's usually great at even when the flag goes up. He still won that race back. He took a wee bit of gamble and... Um, Stevie May who makes good runs he's always made good runs he got in and I think Joe Hart would be a bit disappointed by his role in it I think I didn't know if he thought it was maybe offside I, th I think he he definitely helped Dre Wright get his goal but um, yeah I don't think they gave much away in the game at all not, not possession or chances so just a wee moment of lapse I think as well that defenders and particular goalkeepers like keeping clean sheets yeah Sort of think they're absolutely cruising at 4-0. It's just a case of seeing the game out, even maybe scoring more. Credit to St. Johnson, you know, they had the energy and the desire to go back up and, and score the goal. But it's disappointing. Celtic wouldn't have been happy because, like strikers, get bonuses for goals, mm. hat-tricks, certain things like that. Defenders and goalkeepers, mm. when they sign their deals, they'll be on bonuses for clean sheets. Mm. So, of course, of course they yeah. want to keep clean sheets. Celtic supporter... What did you feel? You were yeah, there. I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought it was a great game, and you know, to to, to Stephen's point, it's it's nice to see a team come at Celtic as well. Mm. You know, you've got Stevie May up front; he's a dangerous player. Um, they got their goal. Um, I think Hart was potentially questionable. He, he made two okay saves, but yeah, you know, it was it was one of those ones, as John said, you want to keep a clean sheet. Um, but for me, there, there was a big improvement. You know, they were they were scoring the goals against Livy. Celtic looked a bit, you know, short, you know, in front of goal. Um, mm. couldn't couldn't finish the chances. As we couldn't do in the Champions League, and you look at the stats, you know, the most shots on target, but but the least goals, and and you know, but coming into the game now against Rangers, um, you're, you're hoping now that they'll fit a bit of form. Um, they seem to have done that. For, you know, there was four great goals and coming from all over the park. You know, um, so it's, it's great to see. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's, but uh, you know, it's good to see teams come and sell, come and have a go at Celtic Park, not not defend too deeply. John, back to Perth tomorrow night. Who do you fancy, St. Johnson or Hearts? What do you think? Um, Hearts got a good 2-2 tonight at the mm -hmm. weekend at Dundee United. Um, I'm just thinking St. John's. I think you're thinking draw. No? I'll go draw. I'll go draw. I thought you looked yeah. as though you were thinking draw, I'll for, go draw for that one. Paul, what do you think? Just a yeah, scoreline? I, th I think Hearts will do it. Yeah, 2-1 Hearts. I think Hearts will do it. Uh, Livingston against St. Mirren. John, you saw Livy last week, didn't you? What do you think Living Livingston will do against Saints? 
Livingston are generally quite strong at mm. home. Saints got the same type of pitch, haven't they? Both play on 4G pitches. Yes, I, but yeah. they? St. Mirren. No, 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 no. Grass. Oh, grass. Oh, I know you think it would be, but good on St. Mirren having a, a real one. Oh, so, right. yeah. but, no, no, yeah. I'd probably go St. Mirren on the back of. I don't yeah. like going against Livingston, particularly at, yeah. uh, at their home stadium because uh, I know how strong they can be. Sure. Um, but on the back of St. Mirren's win at Aberdeen, they'll be feeling good about themselves. You know, Steve Robinson will be will be looking at it, mm. and um, I think St. Mirren might get a result there tomorrow. They'll want to finish with a good result. It's been some 2022 for St Mirren. But for Livy as well, I mean, both of them want to be top six. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, well, I find it really hard to split them. I think notoriously a hard place to go, Livingston. Um, it's been off the back of a 4-0 defeat. I think they'll really tighten the screw and get back to what they do well. Um, I've gone for a draw as well. Going for the draw, Paul, will you? I think Livingston will just edge it, actually. I think they're, they're used to playing on that pitch and uh, they've got a real advantage. Um and they, they don't lose a lot of goals, you know, Livingston, so yep. I think they'll just edge it. I think they're going to edge it. Let's go to Kilmarnock, your old team, Stephen McGinn. Kelly against Aberdeen. It's going to be some game. Yeah, it's going to be a big night. Um, Kilmarnock obviously taking 14 of their 16 points at Rugby Park. Um, not not being rooted at the bottom's all down to that home form. Uh, the way form's really not not a good look. Um, and I think Aberdeen will be happy just to stop it up and get a point on the board, so I'm going for a draw again. Because Aberdeen, on the road, haven't been so good this season, have they? They haven't been so good, but also I just think to get the that run of losses out of their system, mm. just I think they'd be happy to go down there and not, not lose a game. John, what do you feel? Yeah, lost four in five, um, Aberdeen. Um, I think Kilmarnock might just look to, if they're going to win, get put, I know Aberdeen are, are, are sitting in third, joint third, I think it is. Um, if Kilmarnock are going to get wins and Derek's going to try and push up the table I think they could see a little bit of a weakness in Aberdeen Aberdeen will have to stand firm really stand firm because they've played Celtic they've played Rangers they put a lot into them games um, and of course the loss at the weekend so I'm going to go for a I would say a surprise Kilmarnock win Right a surprise Kilmarnock win Paul what do you feel? I think Aberdeen have got to come good soon they were very unlucky against Rangers and, and Celtic to be fair they could have got a point mm. against Celtic they, they, they should have won the game against Rangers so I think Aberdeen will just edge that one going to, You reckon it's going to be for the Dons yeah. Dundee United against Ross County and John Dundee United such a you know, there's a lot of good names good players in that squad but the bottom of the table and they're up against Ross County I mean the two of them this could be a relegation battle couldn't it? Well, there's two points between them. Uh, Dundee United have played one game one game less, played 17, Ross County yep. played 18. They've got to look to try and get off the bottom of the table, haven't they? Dundee at home at Tannadice. Yep. Yeah, I fancy Dundee to win and then put Ross County bottom of the table. Right, so John's gone for Dundee United to win. Stephen McGinn, what do you reckon? Yeah, I've gone the same. I think it's an absolutely huge game. Um, but I do think Dundee United have had some big performances, big wins at home. Uh, and I think under the lights at Tannadice, I think the, the crowd will roll them to a 1-0 victory. And what could you say about Stephen Fletcher, that goal that he scored? Um, if you saw, I know you would see it. Just just vintage. Fletcher yeah. just kind of catches it in the, the half volley. He's just got that quality and showed it over the years. Probably not always been a prolific goal scorer as such, but a scorer of great goals. John, it could have been one of your goals. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But um, Stephen Fletcher's he's earned the right to recall to a top striker. You know, uh, I remember watching him in his younger days at Hibs. Uh -huh. I think yep. he was uh, linked with Celtic at, w at one stage under Gordon Strachan. 
Um, never quite pulled up the money to what it would have cost Celtic to buy him. Uh, scored goals at Sheffield Wednesday. Now again scoring goals for. Um, uh, for Dundee United, Dundee isn't United. he? Yeah. So yeah, I like player. Stephen Fletcher. Yeah. He's got experience. He's great. He holds the ball up. He's technically very good. So. Good signing, by the way, for Dundee United. I sure think is, if yeah. he's not scoring, he'd be a great link-up player because he holds it up really well. Paul, what's going to happen? What do you think? I think Dundee United. I'd concur with the guys here in the studio. I think they're they're looking good. Uh, no, see, they're looking good. They're, they're you know they're not sitting pretty on the table, but <laughs> with Fletcher in the team and you know the the Tanner, yeah, I just think they'll, they'll have the edge there. Um, I think Ross County are kind of fighting for their lives and start to slip a bit further down um, if results don't go their way so, yeah. good word concur isn't it you don't get that in some other stations oh, great yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah right into the Rangers and Celtic where will we go let's hear from Michael Beale speaking about the game with Motherwell tomorrow they've got a good squad they had some changes didn't they with uh, Stephen now taking over they seem stable um and I know of late the results have not been fantastic, but then, you know, sometimes the wins in the post or the good results in the post, I'm sure they thought that was the case um, in the game with Kilmarnock. And they'll be bitterly disappointed with the way that game panned out because they obviously had a big advantage in that game leading 2-0. So, no, I think, the, I think the big lad up the front does well from Van Veen and when he's on form, they look a completely different team. Motherwell fans will know that the Posties have been on strike, Stephen, so... Uh... They'll be hoping, he said it's in the post, uh, a good win for them. They need it. Let's get the Rangers injury update. Well, Ruth and Kolach have trained, so then it's just up to me whether I select them in the squad or not. Uh, it's fair to say they're obviously not 100% fit because they've been out for, uh, in, in Kamar's case, a lot longer than Antonio, but they're both fit. They've trained the last two days, which is pleasing. and They both train well. It's just whether I feel that I need them now or I can top them up. Uh, before the, the we've got a big January, a, a huge January. So it's important I have everyone back that can for that. I believe John Suter's not a million miles away as well. So we'll see John Suter by the back end of January, which is great news. He's, he's doing great guns. He's out on the grass now, not training with the team yet, but he's in a good place. So I'm delighted with that. Oh yeah, Alan's back. He's fine. Just had the snuffles like one or two last week. We've had a few staff and a few players off with it. Um, so Alan's back in training fine so Alan McGregor probably back in goals John Harson, what are you thinking tomorrow night Rangers Motherwell I think Rangers home and I, I always think Rangers and Celtic when you're asking me these questions yeah. will win at home um, I think they're just far too strong got too much quality it's going to take a huge performance a huge a huge really good um, tactical performance from Motherwell you saw Hibs go in front there at Ibrox just, just run out of puff, run out of energy. Rangers just sort of um, just got above, got, just ran all over them in the second half and won well in the end after a really good start from Hibs. But it's no point just doing it for 40. You've got to do it for 90 minutes because you know that pressure's going to come, going to come from the Ibrox crowd as well. So I think Rangers will beat Motherwell tomorrow. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Everything John just said. Uh, I think Steve Hamill's not at a transfer window yet as manager, so I think he'll be looking to get into January and add a couple. He's already bought the defender from Sligo Rovers that scored the yep. brilliant free kick, so uh, hopefully he'll add quality. And um, I think Motherwell will have a go. I think I think I think he said he's not got a lot to, to change it. I think they'll go with the four three three and they'll have a go. And obviously, from my brother's point of view, I hope they they get a result. But I, I just think Rangers do now. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I think I agree with the guys. You know, as I said there, you know, I think it'll be a it'll be a Rangers win and it'll set it up nicely for a 
powder keg old funky. So get your predictions, but I think you're going to say you think it'll be still nine points in it. Celtic up against Hibs. Here's Ange Postecoglou on the game. Tough challenge, um, especially you know, especially at their ground. I remember last year. I think it was probably January time. We we drew a game there, and it was a tough game for us. Um, it's a great stadium. They get a good crowd. It feels like a big game, and it'll be a good challenge for us. And yeah, you know, Lee, yeah, you know, Lee's really determined to, to get them playing a certain way. And it's not easy, I know, when you don't have the players who want to play that style. But I think with a couple more transfer windows, you can see what he's what he's trying to do. And they've got some real attacking threats, particularly with Kevin Nisbet coming back now as well. Um, so um, it'll be a, it'll be a, a good challenge for us. But um, as I said, you know, we're on a good run of form. We're we're really sort of focused on. On ourselves at the moment and being the best team we can be and that's what we're going to have to deliver on Thursday Stephen what do you think tomorrow? Yeah I'm expecting a tough game I think Hibs in a terrible run before the Livingston game but uh, with Kevin Nisbet back and, and scoring four goals I think they'll be looking forward to the game tomorrow night and I think they'll have a go as well I think it'll be a really entertaining what game and a few goals I've gone for 3-1 to Celtic the last word will come from John before it Paul thanks so much for joining us um, that was great that you contributed to John's charity you've enjoyed it tonight and what's your scoreline tomorrow yeah I think I think yeah I agree I think it'll be a tough game but I think Celtic will just edge it and uh, yeah I, th- I think it'll yeah Celtic will do it 2-1 and good luck with your, your son with the football and developing young players you've got that passion for the Thank future you. Thanks. thanks hopefully you'll join us again and thanks Paul for supporting the, the charity Paul comes to all our events so that was nice of him to um, to bid for one of the... Magnificent, Yeah, brilliant, yeah. very good, yeah. Um, no, I, I just can't see Celtic slipping yeah. up. I think they've got so much quality in, in, in every area. Uh, it might just take maybe Kyogo will start, Jack and Marcus might come on and, and, and play a pivotal role. But I I, I think, Stephen, uh, I'd go with that one. I'd go with 3-1, same as um, young Stephen McGinn. John, thanks so much for All joining right, us. Thank you, And Paul. you will be with us Judgment Day Looking on Monday. Can't wait, I'm not going to see you till next year. But it's going to be Monday. You'll be in here in bags of time for the uh, 12 o'clock we're on there from Paul. Thank you so much again Thanks, for joining us. Stephen, brilliant. Good Just luck about, for the big match for Cook against Unfermont. I see Ryan Christie has come on for Bournemouth. They're two goals down after 67 minutes. And uh, Swansea pulled one back against Reddings. 2-1 for Reading at the moment. Thanks, everyone. Uh, coming up next, Jokal Day after the news. We're back tomorrow night at 5. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service So come and view the stunning new Toyota range all with up to 10 years warranty including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV See our great choice of approved used Toyotas Our formidable range of commercial vehicles including the Hilux Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians and specialist advice from our Motability team Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.